Hello, what have we here? What's up, Videolanders? I'm your host, Brad Hawkins, and with me tonight is... Matt, Seth, and Brian. Welcome to episode number 282. Tonight we'll be reviewing Solo, a Star Wars story. It's opening night, right out of theater. Indeed. Can I get a baby? Baby. (laughs) Definitely baby. (laughs) But before we get into our review, I want to remind everyone that you can find us on AdventuresInVideoLand.com or on our Facebook at Adventures in Video Land. We are critics with attitude. Isn't that right, Seth? Yeah, guys, so like, before you get too deep into our podcast, there's two rules. One, there's some there's some potty mouth sometimes. There's, we're we're going to... We're very two, passionate. To, and, Pull your dick out. Yeah, sure. And then and there's... All, that's what I'm talking about. That's rule one right there. <laughs> Penises are around. <laughs> um... And then the other thing is that if you haven't seen Star Wars or, or this movie, we're going to just spoil everything. Turn back now. Yeah, exactly. You should yeah. just turn it off now. Go see the movie, then come back and listen to our smooth, smooth Smooth voices. sounds, baby. Exactly. I think if you say penis once at the table, it just disarms. It disarms some people. Like, does that right. does that disarm you? Not really. No, I'm fine. <laughs> He's like, not really. I just realized that none of us are drinking any cold 45. Yes. No, no, no. I wish. Damn it. No Schlitz malt liquor. Ugh. Man, I should have. I should have on the way here. But guys, it's Star Wars night. Yes. yes. Can I get an amen? Amen. <laughs> Can I get a hallelujah for this house? Yes. Right. Chrysler. Guys, Solo is my most anticipated movie of the year. Do you remember when we did our top ten most anticipated movie? Yes, cut it out. Yeah. No, that was the only one I didn't. I cut oh, out all Marvel gotcha. movies, then you were all like, comic book movies, yeah. but I kept um, Solo. Okay. Solo was my number one. Mm-hmm. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. But that's not the only reason it's my most anticipated, man. The fact that Solo even got made is a fucking miracle. So many problems. You had directors Lord and Miller being fired. Uh, supposedly they were turning um, Star Wars Solo and or yeah, Solo, a Star Wars story into Ace Ventura in space. Mm-hmm. Remember, remember all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, it was crazy. And then uh, it cost, I think, Disney about two hundred and fifty million dollars. That's the most expensive that they. Yeah, got. one of the most yeah. expensive yeah. movies ever made. Yeah. I think it's number uh, like number five right now. And, and it's because they had to basically do it twice. Start over. Yeah, isn't that yeah. crazy? Ron Howard had to reshoot this movie, get it all wrapped up. I think it turned this movie around in like ten months, which mm-hmm. is nuts. And then on top of that, Han Solo is this untouchable legacy character that that's just hard to do. You know, it takes some balls to do that. So that's why Solo is one of my most anticipated movies because. Could they do it? Mm-hmm. Could they pull it off? Yeah, I'm a Star Wars fan, but could they pull this off? So I've been waiting all year just to... I couldn't wait to see the uh, these images on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, expectations? My expectations were uh, somewhere in the middle. Uh, I mean, I, of course, like everyone else, had heard the negative chatter about how this film was a mess. I mean, going into it, I even heard uh, varying accounts. Some people said it was, a lot, it was a lot of fun. Some people said it was utter crap, so I didn't know what to think. So I was trying to keep them middle-of-the-road expectations, so not too low in case it really blew me away, but not too high, so it disappointed me. Yeah. There was a few things they had to get right for me. Okay, I didn't ask for a Han Solo movie, but since I was getting one, you know, they had to make Han and Chewie work. They had to um, they had to make Lando work. Um, there was a few scenes that they had to get right. They had yeah. to get the Sabacc game right. The, the first time that Solo sees the Millennium Falcon, you know, I had to fill that. They had to get that right. Um, so, for the most part... I didn't. Alden Ehrenreich, I was I was supporting him this whole time. You know, becoming you know a young Han Solo when they announced a few names, I was all on board with that. Um, but you know what? I was like, he doesn't have to become. He doesn't have to. He doesn't have to be Han Solo. 
he has to show me that he can become Han Solo before New Hope. Okay, right. so expectations. I just wanted a fun space adventure, and I think my expectations were in check. What were your expectations going into this? Um, really, it I, they were very low. That um, I've always wanted this kind of style of Star Wars story ever since I was a kid. Like, where you just don't have Jedi. It's just the yeah. bad guys are scum and villainy, and yeah. it's just muddy. And that's a, like, yeah, you'd run into Imperials, but that's about it. It's pretty much all kind of a whole new adventure in the Star Wars yeah. world. But I was going into pretty pretty low expectations with all the talk and everything like that. And, and I'll admit, Last Jedi got me kind of down, yeah. too, that I, I haven't been super high on Star Wars lately. So, um... But, uh... Do you think your expectations were pretty much in check then? Yeah. Going into this? Uh-huh. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did the same thing. I... Last Jedi... I came out of Last Jedi going, this was really good. And then, like, every day passed, and I real I started going, you know, this milk is spoiling quick. Mm-hmm. And Solo, I didn't want that to happen, so I basically just was like, nope, I don't, I don't want anything to happen with it. I just want to go see this and see what happens. I had no expectations whatsoever until earlier this week. I made the mistake of going back and watching a bunch of Star Wars flicks and specifically paying attention to Han scenes, knowing that I was coming to see this. And so I was like, all right, it's it's got to be good. It, you yeah. know, it's... It, it has it has to be. It's the wars, please, baby. Please, it has to be. It, it's weird, too, because even though this is my number one anticipated movie of the year, the ex, the Star Wars excitement wasn't there, like, with Force Awakens, or even going into Last Jedi. Hell, going into Last Jedi, I, I don't think you get you could get more hyped. Yeah. You know, because yeah. of all the, uh, the questions that uh, Force Awakens had. But uh, I, I didn't really feel it until probably... I think yesterday. I think we were on Messenger, and you're like, yeah. "You guys getting hyped or something?" Yeah. Like, well, well, maybe, well, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe a little bit. I'm hyped now. I woke, up, I woke up this morning, and I was like, "I'm gonna see Solo tonight," and that makes me happy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. then like, my secondary thought was, "God, I hope it isn't awful." Yeah. All right, guys. I usually ask for initial reactions coming out of the theater, right? I think that gives people kind of a uh, a good idea of what we thought about the film before we start breaking it down. But instead of initial reactions, I want us to just real quick go around the table and I want us to rank all, what is there, nine Star Wars ten. films? Is there ten right yeah. now? Mm-hmm. Is there nine? Eight episodes, Eight episodes and, two two and two Star Wars stories. Yeah, so yeah. ten. Okay, so let's break it on the ten real quick. Um, ten to one. All right. Oh uh, we'll do this quick. Episode five, episode four, episode six, episode three... Episode 7, Episode 8, Solo, A Star Wars Story, Rogue One, Episode 1, Episode 2. Okay, so where's Han Solo in there? Uh, right below the two, pre- two sequel films we've got and right above Rogue One. So okay. my favorite of the standalone. So not in the top five? Not in the top five. Okay. Mine would have to be, I think, number... Um, Let's see. Let's go Attack of the Clones, and then I'm so I'm going Phantom Menace. You're going ten nine. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. I was gonna yeah. say. Okay. So I let's go. Confused. Brad loves yeah. clones. <laughs> let's, go, let's go Attack the Clones, Phantom Menace, um, Last Jedi, Han Solo, Rogue One, Revenge of the Sith, Force Awakens, Return of the Jedi, New Hope, Empire Strikes Back. Okay, okay. that's where I'm going. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna do the. Oh, I'll start at my ten, my ten and go up. I'll do a Brad Hawkins here. Uh, Attack of the Clones. We can't just ruin the number one, right? Exactly. You gotta work up to it. Gotta work up to it. Uh, Attack of the Clones. Phantom Menace. Last Jedi. Ooh, we're tied so far. Force Awakens. Damn, we lost. Rogue, <laughs> Rogue, Rogue oh, One. Wow. Return of the Jedi. Solo. 
New Hope, Revenge of the Sith, and Empire Strikes Back. So Solo was, that's in five. Yeah, it's, my, oh, it's in my wow. top four. Okay. Ooh. What about you, Seth? I'm missing one. Hold on. There's the list. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> so um, there's episode one, two, three. Shut up. Four, five, six. Shut up. <laughs> two spinoff films. Fuck. Three now. No, yeah. two spinoff films. And then the two Ewok movies. <laughs> the yeah. Christmas special. Is that, is that <laughs> Oh, God. <laughs> I found it. <laughs> okay. Give me a sec. Um, it didn't break my top five, but by, uh, that I would put it... Um, let's see. I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared. I forgot about this. So mine's number seven, it looks like. What was solo for you? Uh, well, let's see. If we're going to 10-9, we're going from the bottom. Bottom would be 10, uh, episode 2, 9, episode 1. I think pretty much all of us did I that. I have it at yeah. 7, mm-hmm. if you care. Yeah, oh, it's wow. a so do I have it at 7. Yeah, yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. mine's at 7. So it sounds I don't, I don't like think that, I, then, I like Return of the Jedi the best. If it, okay. This was at number seven. Okay, so <laughs> I mean, it doesn't really matter. Uh, it goes one, eight, Rogue, Solo, two, three, four, five, seven, six for okay. me. So seven at it's number seven. Yeah, mine's at number Ooh, seven. Force Awakens is your second favorite. Yeah, I really like. Yeah, because mine is Burn. mine is Empire uh, for number one, number two, New Hope, three. Uh, Return of the Jedi, four, Force Awakens, five, Revenge of the Sith, sixth, Rogue One, seven, Solo. Hmm. So mine's seven as well. So besides you, it looks like uh, we're it looks like we're heading towards average, right? Right yeah. there in the middle. Yeah, that was good though. Yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. Well, let's really break good. it down then. Yeah. All right. Okay. Let's do, do it. Baby. Let's start with Solo, guys. Um, Alden Ehrenreich. All right. He was tasked with this huge challenge. Okay. He has to play a fucking legendary legacy character, Han Solo. This guy's been popular for decades. You know, Harrison Ford's fucking owns Han Solo. He owns Indiana yeah. Jones and this kid. Has to come in, and he has to play young Han Solo. Mm-hmm. Okay, Matt, did he do a good job? I thought he did a really good job. I mean, there's no way he's going to touch Harrison Ford. I don't really even think we should be comparing him to him, just because that's like on a, like on a, on a whole other level. Uh, all I was looking forward to, like I think you brought up, was just if he was Han enough, if he could grow into the character, and I definitely saw that. I say I would say I saw that most with his interactions with Chewie. There's definitely a classic Han Chewie vibe there. Uh, I saw it, uh, well, the, during the Kessel Run especially, you could see how he would become the pilot that he becomes later on, just uh, his quick thinking. I mean, a lot of that's in the script, but I mean, Alden Ehrenreich really sells it well. Um, and just his cockiness, his bluster, his bluffing, his overall attitudes, uh, I think he did a really good job with. Um, some of it felt flat, because I, I don't think he has the charisma or the magnetism as that Harrison Ford, as Harrison Ford does, yeah. and I knew that going in. I expected it, but he did surprise me. He did a lot better than I thought he was going to. Yeah, okay, so with, with me, um, again, I supported Alden Ehrenreich ever since Hell Caesar. Mm-hmm. I walked out of a Coen's brother movie, Hell Caesar, and uh, I, the, the best thing about that movie for me was Alden Ehrenreich. Yeah, he was and, fun in that. Yeah, he was great. Yeah. And uh, when they announced some of the names that they were doing, Alden was in that. And I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, I want to see this guy as, as Han Solo. Um, and, and I didn't need him to be 100% Harrison Ford Han Solo. I just need to see that he can become yeah. Han Solo. And I think there's enough there. Um, I did have to concentrate during this movie a few times um, to, to really get into that, you know, this is Han Solo and not just some kid out there from Corellia, you know? But I think that was part of the problem with this movie, though. What's up? Is that 
there were definitely moments where it was just like, this could be anybody. That's why I had to use my imagination yeah, a lot. Yeah. The only times where I was like, okay, it is Han, was um, uh, quite a few assists, if you would, from, from Chewie. Right. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but uh, there was some times, too, I wanted a little bit more charisma, because there were some times where he was just hanging around, not doing too much, and yeah. Harrison Ford's Han Solo... Even if he's in the background, you're you you gravitate towards him. Yeah. Not so much as I expected or that I wanted with Alden Aaron right here. Um, but it's weird. I started thinking about it as like a um, a Marvel movie. You know, um, I'm a huge Marvel fan. Brian's a big yeah. DC fan, but I'm gonna use Marvel for um, a reference here. But uh, you watch Thor, right? Um, Thor one, he's like Crimson Hemsworth is cool, but you learn to like him even more because he has three movies and he's in Avengers. You know, same way with Chris Evans, you you love him in Cap and then you, in Winter Soldier and so on. This is his first movie. I honestly think if he had another movie, I think that he would learn from this shit experience that he was in just from a, a production standpoint, yeah, you know? Right. And I think with a, another director, maybe bringing Ron Howard in, uh, people supporting him, I honestly think that he could become a really interesting Han Solo. He worked just enough for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, 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 li- I liked him. I liked him. What'd you think? He was obnoxious in the beginning, mm-hmm. but then it grew I think so. Me. I think, but, he grew. It, but I think the beginning of the movie was just really obnoxious. Yeah, I think that was part of my problem. Is as soon as they met Lando, and then you got like that's when things started. I was like, all right, no, I think this so. This is okay with me now. Huh. But like before that, I just kept going, mud troopers. Really? <laughs> like I don't know why that stuck with me, but I'm just like this is ridiculous. I think they get into the high gear. Yeah, that's interesting because early on I felt like the opposite. I felt that okay. uh, I was fine. on board right away just because. Um, I mean, he's he is this hard scrabble kid from Corellia to to start off with. So, I mean, I really like that opening scene where they're just like escaping from trouble. I mean, mm-hmm. so you get the idea of who he is at this moment at the start. Um, I didn't even go as far as to say that I really liked his interaction with Kira more so at the beginning than at the end. I just, um, I felt, I mean, I felt the chemistry, like the romantic chemistry there more early on than later on, I think. I mean, I think later, uh, overall. She some shit. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> overall, <laughs> overall, I think their relationship held together throughout the, most of the movie. But I think just early on, it, it um, yeah, it was clear to me that, yes, this is his girlfriend and uh, he would do anything to try to save her. So, yeah, I and like I tell you stuff. what, though, man, the, the cards, the sabacc is, is uh, stacked against him, if you would. Sure, <laughs> like yeah. I said, man, yes. goddamn, he has probably the worst job to try to impress a bunch of Star Wars fans mm-hmm. to make you believe he's Han fucking Solo. Mm-hmm. So the, the super positive fans, they wouldn't be hard to impress. But the fact that, you know, the last movie we've seen split the fandom so hard... There are a lot of Star Wars geeks out there that are going to be looking at this, going, "Wow me, show me something." Yeah. Fuck you, Last Jedi. You know, <laughs> like they're, they're they're going to go into this super negative, and I hope that they can uh, look past the Ryan Johnson, the the giant Johnson in the room, and uh, see that there was a bunch of things that Alden did or was directed to do that were mannerisms and poses and like body language that was very Harrison Ford. Yeah. And I think that the cockiness and I think that the arrogance we get super raw because he hasn't taken it to the chin yet. No. You know, it's all been on the upswing so far. Mm -hmm. You know, got out of the shithole planet, got off the thing, found my girlfriend, everything's great. Oh wait, people suck. You know, and I think that some of that edginess that Harrison Ford has we would see in the next 10 years. Yeah, exactly. 
I think, yeah, that's where I really do want a, a solo sequel. You know, I just don't know if we're going to get it. We just talked right before the, the recording tonight. They just announced a Boba Fett, you know. Um, Obi-Wan is supposed to be filming in 2019. Uh, we have the uh, the Game of Thrones guys. They're doing their trilogy. You have Ryan Johnson trilogy. You have, it's like, okay, so is there time? Land, Lando has gotten so much love here that yeah. they're talking about a Lando movie, they're right? They're talking about a Lando So it's like, Lando system. Is, is there Lando time? System, he's a man. It's like, when do you, when do you print this? Star Wars movie. Till we die. Yeah, yeah. But, but they have to hurry up on certain ones. Like you can, you can film a Boba Fett movie anytime you wanted to. There's the mask, depending if they're going to bring back. Depending on what age category they decide to put him in. Exactly at. right. Yeah. But with Solo here, I mean, this guy's already what pushing 24, 25. You wait ten years, he's thirty five. He's going to look older than Harrison Ford yeah. by the time you know. By, he was, by the time new <laughs> comes around, yeah. So you can't fuck around with that. Um, so I don't, I don't know anything else. Well, you I'm thinking about? unless you put him in the Lando movie, even if it's a small role. You know, you could still do that. It's the same yeah. time frame. I think probably. Solo would work in a Boba Fett movie. Yeah, you know, yeah, but places. But it's it's. I don't want that though because mm-hmm. I want to really build upon the Solo character if that's where we're gonna go. Oh, true. And you can't. Boba Fett's gonna be stealing some scenes oh, yeah. from mm-hmm. from from Solo, especially mm-hmm. with the title being Fett. So yeah. I just don't want Solo popping in. You know, um, what'd you guys think of Chewie? I mean, this is uh, Junus Satamo. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Um, he took over for Peter Mayhew. Um, he was, he was, I think he played off some of him in Force Awakens. Yeah. And then Last yeah. Jedi, Peter Mayhew was there to give him notes, you know. And then this one here is all Junus. There's physical stuff that Peter Mayhew could not do right. for this yeah. movie. Point this in his life. this yeah. is young, 100, 110. How old is he? 190. 190? Yeah. yeah. So young for a Wookiee, I guess. Yeah. But he looks great. <laughs> but he, he looks, looks great. great. Yeah. But there's a, he's physical in this. We've never yeah, seen yeah. really thought that was, this was cool. This was, was the best Chewie I've seen. Yeah. No, it is. I think so. He dropped that dude on his head and snapped <laughs> it. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ripping off arms, riding on trains. I mean, yeah. all kinds of stuff yeah. that we yeah. just... Very physical, um, mm-hmm. Chewie. So it was cool to see. Uh, and, I, and I buy that because, you know, Chewie, he's going to age another, t- well, fuck, I guess only another 10. <laughs> so why does he do that? <laughs> so why does he, but, but he I don't think, he, I, he didn't need to. Yeah. You know, I, there was, he picked up a Stormtrooper once yeah. and threw him into him, but yeah, he never Exactly, really he never, to. he never needed to. Yeah. Uh, but it was really cool to see that he could. And we yeah. always, Wookiees are strong. And I feel that to his portrayal, um, not just the physical part, you can put anybody in a suit and they can be physical, mm-hmm. but this guy Gets chewy, I yeah. think, with yes. the, the head movements, the right. arms, and and everything. Was, mm-hmm. I, I just I love this guy. I've actually tr- reached out to him for an interview. I would love oh, to. That'd be awesome. Yeah, I would just love to to you know have that interview. What do you think of Junus? I liked him a lot. I mean, I think his some of his mannerisms threw me off because you know he's not Peter Peter Mayhew, so he can't do an exact mimicry. But definitely, like you were saying, the physical stuff was really good. Uh, just the the head cocking and some of the other smaller manners was really good. Um, a lot of Chewie, I do feel, is in his voice, which they got really right as well. So that, of course, worked. But uh, just his overall screen presence was really strong as well. So, I mean, that worked, especially with the Han Chewie relationships. So and and overall, so that's really so, you know, at the beginning here, I was like, you know, I have my, had my, my, uh, my list, okay? Alden Ehrenreich had to be a, a decent Han Solo. Check. I'm good there. Um, but I needed the Chewie and Lando stuff to work. And yeah. I think that worked the most for me. Yeah. Um, my fav- Probably my favorite scene, guys, is when Chewie takes over in the, the cockpit. And he sits that there. Awesome. I, that was great. My, 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 my yeah, heart I was crying. Uh, <laughs> I, I got a little watery-eyed the first yeah. time. 
the first time that they do hyperspace together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. With the, both hands forward. Yeah. I was like, that's mm-hmm. awesome. I'm good. Yes. Yeah. And, but, but the interaction between Alden and Chewie was some of my favorite stuff in this movie. Mm-hmm. I think that worked oh, yeah. so well. Um, what'd you guys think? What'd you think of Chewie? And I, I mean, the I, Han Chewie relationship. I was about ready to say that that scene was probably my favorite in the whole movie. Is when they're when they're doing their thing and uh, here they come or a rendition of here they come is playing and mm-hmm. that was awesome. Um, I again the physicality. He seemed thinner mm-hmm. in this movie. He didn't seem like tree trunky like how Chewie is, wow. but he had to be way more physical in this movie. So that makes sense. Yeah, well, well, it also makes sense of where we find him in this pit, and he's like a prisoner. Which I, I, I love yeah, that scene exactly. because again, guys, um, ever since you know Seth and I, this is like a a big classic AV thing. But we ruined this shit. Of course, away since then, I I I've learned my lesson. I I did not know anything going yeah. into this movie and. When when you see Chewie come out for the first time and he has that interaction with with Solo, um, I was like, "Who's coming out of here? Is this like is this gonna be a, like a, a rancor? Yes, yeah, it's gonna be. Yeah, no, that's what I thought. Is this gonna be a gun rancor? Dark. Is this yeah, is this gonna be some sort of um, you know, not a uh, what's that the thing in Return of the Jedi? No, Empire that comes out the white a uh, wampa. wampa. Yeah, not a wampa, but something that's kind of like a wampa. mud wampa. A mud wampa. <laughs> <laughs> mud troopers. <laughs> Never letting it go. <laughs> a dark wampa. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know, but I was like, so this is cool. This is a physical, you know, this is a practical effect coming out of this. It, it, it reminded me of the Rancor, you know, mm, but just yeah. smaller. And there was Chewie. I'm like, oh, this is great, man. Mm-hmm. This is cool. So they're, they're pretty much feeding Solo to Chewie. <laughs> and then Solo can speak a little bit of, of, of Just a Wookie, little bit of Wookiee. Wookie, yeah. You know, Wookies. so <laughs> I thought that was handled. Shiri Wook. I thought that was oh, handled so well. Okay. Sorry. So well. Sorry. But I wish that planet they were on. I wish that planet was Kashyyyk mm-hmm. that they were taken down. I don't. What do you guys even know? What planet that was? What the Mudball planet? Yeah, where he where he meets Chewie for the first time and oh, all the empires there. The, well, there was they're tearing the shit out. Of that they planet. are, but there there wasn't enough tree action there. It couldn't, I know, have, it yeah. couldn't have been. Yeah, it couldn't. No, have. he wanted it to be. Yeah, that's all. Oh, okay. And that would have been a nice touch. Yeah, I don't think they ever mention it. No, and that's another thing we're talking about. Chewie, you know how Solo he's he's off to meet his, or he's trying to get his girl back. He wants to go back to Corellia, whatever. I'm like, that's fine, and you have this relationship with Chewie now, but you never hear Chewie once say, "Okay, we did your thing. Can we go find my tribe? Can we go find my family?" Because he says that once, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. "So is this just you? Just you're just gonna just say fuck fuck it all and just go with Solo yeah. now?" I just wanted him to say it one more time, like. Can we just can we go find my tribe? Can we go find my family? You know, or Solo never even comes up and says, "You know what? You did one for me, buddy." Yeah. No, no, we're going to fucking Tatooine at the end of this movie. You know, yeah. I thought it was kind of weird. Hey, anyway, what do you think? We, we get a glimpse of it down in the mines, uh, of you know, hey, there, he's in trouble, and I'm going to go do this. Yeah, but not his family. Yeah, no, you know, maybe no, no, no. It's, it's hard to tell him it's even his tribe, just his people. Yeah. So what happened? Was he married? Did he have kids? I'd like to kind of explore that. Love <laughs> <laughs> holiday special it's his kid stop it sucks being a hardcore Star Wars fan because then you have um, the, the what are they called now legends yeah right yeah. The, the old Luffy and, uh, <laughs> I, I forget but what did they uh, why did he owe the life debt because there's no life debt here it will so there's no life debt that's spoken but we also don't know that for sure like we know that from the legends, that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, so did they change that then, where there's we, no we, life debt? Because I actually like I mean, the life debt. You he know? saves him. Yeah, exactly. He saved him from captivity. Yeah, and he has stuck with him this this long. Who knows? Maybe it's just kind of a you know, Wookie's just like I'm going to be with you, and you don't need to know about it. Well, he did pull him away from getting his head bashed in a rock. 
Yeah, but he saved Solo a few times okay. too. You know, so I, I don't yeah. know. Um, but did you like Chewie? Did you like? Oh Rangers? my god, yes! I, th- I thought this was a, in the beginning of the movie. Whereas I, I didn't wasn't so negative like Seth on the very beginning. It's fine, man. No, no, no. no. Okay, uh, I thought it was more of a Chewie movie mm-hmm. up until that point. Yeah. yeah, like I like I was looking forward to the next cool Chewie moment more so than I was looking for the next cool Solo moment mm-hmm. until we got to like Lando and the Sabat game and all that stuff and then it became more of an integrated crew yeah. like, like I was super on board with Chewie, Chewie I don't think fantastic. this movie would have worked as well if they decided to say save Chewie for like a two I think this movie needed Chewie you know, oh god I think yeah as an origin you know, story yeah. for both mm-hmm. of them I think the two of them are effectively one character exactly yeah, no, they, they they're are. a pair yeah, they're, exactly. they're a Starsky and Hutch you know, what do you think of Junus like just that physical oh, it's a great. performance no and the, the seeing the Wookiee Fight down in the pits, uh, or down in the uh, down in the mines, and watching people get clobbered and pile drived and uh, smashed up against ceilings. Mm-hmm. It's there's a reason why people should be afraid of Wookies, uh-huh. and we actually get to see that. He ripped once. that dude's arms off. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's messed up. He's sitting there holding arms. <laughs> <laughs> so I really want to break down Donald Glover and La- as, as Lando. Okay, but. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about this opening scene. I think it's very interesting because, especially with a Star Wars movie, you've waited all year, you're in the theater, and there's always something special and powerful about the opening scene. And if it doesn't, if it doesn't fit, you know, I don't. I think you're over. Not you. I think all of us. I can be very overcritical of the opening five minutes of a Star Wars movie because you're like oh, the music's not right, or the 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 uh, the scroll's not correct. There's or, no crawl. I'm not hearing. I'm not feeling the music. Or that that alien looks stupid. You know. That alien did look stupid. <laughs> well, that, that has been my that has been my issue ever since uh, Disney took over. That the aliens look stupid. Is that the, no? <laughs> that the, that the, we, we, we got to see a few of the old throwback aliens in this. Oh yeah, one. and this oh, yeah. this is the one we've seen. This the is most. the one we've seen those, mm-hmm. and that was only like five. Yeah. I agree with that, by the way, 100%. There are way too many just, here's this random cockroach-looking thing. Yeah. The, the dude who had six eyes on his side, yeah. that could have been re, that could have been a reuse. Like, like that with the three eyes on top, the guy yeah. was like a goat. Yeah. Same thing, you have one of his eyes, that nothing would have changed about that character other than it would have been a cool throwback. And, oh, yeah. shit, I remember seeing that Well, guy. it's like, you know, it's a... Uh... Beckett's Woody Harrelson's Beckett, right? His 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 monkey friend with ten arms. Is that is that seriously better than a Twilight? Is that yes. seriously well, exactly. better than a it's, than I, a the Gungan, an old Gungan? Is that is that seriously better than old Rodian? Seriously? Yeah, exactly. We, we did see a Rodian though. Yeah, we did. We, we got did to see a Rodian at the end. Yeah. There was a Twi'lek in the, uh, uh, in the pits in the bar too. In, in, oh, I didn't see one. Of yeah, the bar. walking around uh-huh. enjoying her time. But yeah, so like, I've never seen that, a six-armed monkey. You know but what I'm th- that's the that thing. Is cool. that they keep put him in the background. Give me a fucking rodeo. Hey, that's what I'm that's saying. John Favreau. You leave him alone. Was that John Favreau? The, uh, the uh, fucking uh, centipede bitch in the bit. Proxima. Yeah. Uh, hated her. I get I I that thing's ugly. Okay. It's yeah. stupid. It is Thermal, so stupid. Can I, can Thermal I detonator. Can I, bro, you know what I, hey, Seth, you know what I'm talking about here. You know how I measured that? So what was that thing's name? Proxima? Proxima. Yeah. Okay, so you know how what I measured against that? Rathars. Rathars and Bagolgis. <laughs> I'll take that fucking caterpillar thing, swamp caterpillar. It was like a caterpillar <laughs> covered in jewels and, and 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 It was better than a bagogi, man. And a Rathar. And a- <laughs> what am I right? It's true. It's <laughs> true. I mean it was interesting though. I did definitely got a big Jim Henson Muppet vibe off at the off of her though. Which is kind of cool. I, I so, like that. Yeah, thank you for bringing that up because I don't know what I, how I feel about that thing 100%. I was literally thinking when that thing came out of the, the sewer water, I was like, fuck. <laughs> do I like that? And then I was like, well, it is kind of 
Jim Henson-y in a yeah. Yeah. weird way. Weird way. I, I'll make up my mind later. It's better no. than a Raptor. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah, I, it is. Is it better than a Raptor? Uh, oh, it's better than a Beholder. Come on, man. Uh, okay, fair enough. Yeah. Better than a Begolgi? Oh, it's way better. The Begolgi is the mind reading. Yeah, it's so stupid. Big yeah, nose. Okay. Dumb. All right, yeah, all right. Their aliens are getting weird, though. They need to go back to classic Rancor shit or yeah, something. Yeah, absolutely. Man. They just need to fucking scale them back and go... <laughs> pay attention to the last shit we've done and go, man, that was a really cool thing that we had on Jabba's Palace that we only used once. Let's throw five or six more of those in a cantina scene. Yeah. You know, and I've always wanted to see Corellia. Always. Ever since the RPG books. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah, always yeah. wanted to see Corellia. Corellia in this movie is a, a sewer with a caterpillar and four left turns. It's like, that's it. It's true. Man. Yeah. <laughs> four right turns. That's yeah. it. In a, in, a, in a place that takes you to the Empire. And, down a, and, a, and a spaceport where apparently... A spaceport. Um, no one have radios. <laughs> like, I will, I will admit, because everyone has to talk to each other face to face, you guys are in Stormtrooper armor, why aren't they going, there's a dude somewhere in here, yeah. and, uh, maybe shoot him when you see him, because, uh, we're, we're the army, yeah. and, uh, we have radios, and we don't have to walk around looking for people. Yeah, so I was, I was let down with Corellia, don't know how I feel about Pro, uh, Proxima, whatever that fucking thing is, um, yeah. But at least it's not a fucking rat, though. Anyway, what you got? Anything else you guys want to say about the opening scene of him escaping from Quirilia? He had a rock. <laughs> he had a rock. Yeah. He had a rock. So it was it was plucky. You know, yeah. the, you know, make, yeah. make the and I just armed it. No, <laughs> well, you and also him getting his name. It wasn't as bad as like I thought it was going to be. It was it was all right. Yeah, um, I, was like, I thought that was yeah. fitting. I, yeah, I liked that the yeah. name was given to him and not something that he picked. Yeah, sure. Uh, Better than John Ham going Ham Solo. Uh, <laughs> I did feel genuine tension when they're trying to put that uh, credit or whatever it is that they're trying to pay off that lady and trying to get through. I did feel genuine tension there, so I like that moment. Whether or not well. she was whether not, yeah, 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 whether or not they were actually going to escape. And it turns out that Carrie gets left behind, but you know, it's touch and go, so I, mean, I like that moment. Yeah. Okay. I liked that we got a crawl without getting a crawl. Yeah, that's cool. When they yeah. when they opened up the first set of words on there, I was like, oh shit, are they going to put a crawl in front of a non saga movie? Because that would be the first, and it would be very weird, and it would feel funny. But they didn't. They had a crawl without it being a crawl, because they were just like, flash, flash. They still told us some story. Yeah. They didn't ham-fist it in a really shitty scene, because they could have. It was kind of special for a spin-off film. Yeah. Right? It was you know nice, because it was still blue writing. Like, yeah. For a long yeah, time yeah, yeah, ago. You know yeah. what I didn't like, though, was the solo title reveal. I thought that looked kind of cheap. Where it was like uh, gold, it was all like kind of, like staticky, and yeah, I don't know, illusionary. It, it seemed like I something think, from Clone Wars. Or I think Rebels. that was the point. <laughs> from, Let's that. be real, I, man. This whole movie felt like a really good episode of Clone Wars, though. Don't you feel like? I would say an average um, mm. episode of Clone Wars. Average episode. Yeah. Of we'll, wow. we'll, get, we'll get into. Oh the, boy, didn't like it. No, I, I, I like it. It's my number seven out of, out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> that makes it your low low thirty percent there, Brad. <laughs> it, it was Damn. okay. The things I liked, I really liked. Yeah. We'll get into some of the problems I had, but there weren't Raftars, Brad. Fucking a, they weren't. Um, <laughs> but there were mud troopers. There were. Mud, I'm not letting that go. Spencer, were, Spencer screamed at me. He goes, Seth. There's different types of tires for different types of situations. You're gonna have mud troopers. <laughs> There's lots of mud. Nothing that's stupid. What were the names of the the? Or what what was up with the guys that were walking out on the train? What what were those? I, they have a name too. They have a name. Yeah, I'll look it up. Magnet feet troopers. You keep talking. Train Brad. troopers. Right. Rail troopers. You keep talking, Brad. That thing <laughs> called the internet was going crazy for Lando. Uh, Donald Glover. What'd you guys think of Lando? 
I liked him a lot. He definitely had the Lando vibe. It wasn't exactly Billy D, but it was close enough. Um, it just, yeah, his interactions with everyone, his uh, womanizing ways were on clear display, even if it was for a droid. Um, so he might be in some droid fucking, but I'm not going to judge that. Um, yeah, there are a lot of our listeners really out there that are into droid fucking. And he, of course, he, <laughs> by the way, yeah, probably. That's not a bad thing. Um, Range mm. Trooper. Range Trooper. Donald Glover had really nice chemistry with Alden Ehrenreich as he needed to. Yeah. Um, I like that. Um, solid uh, costuming, of course. Oh, yeah, his cape costumes closet. are great. Yeah. It better be if he has <laughs> like, that kind of cape you know, closet. It, when we went to the cape closet, um, and Marshall and I, I leaned in, Marshall's here tonight, by the way, and uh, so I leaned into Marshall, and I was like, in the closet, there was a Hawaiian Cape, and we're like, we kind of just nod at each other, we're like, oh, look at this, this is awesome. Fuck yeah. it. Is that is that just for a joke? But no, he uses that at the fucking end of the movie, which yeah. was which was awesome. But uh, I don't know, like I, I liked him a lot, I did, and uh, I was worried going into this that he was gonna, especially with all the praise, that mm-hmm. it was really gonna take away from you know um, uh, Han Solo, Alden Ehrenreich, Chewie. But he was, I think, he had just enough screen time. I think he brought energy. Um, to Han and Chewie scenes as yeah, well, um, so I really liked him. I don't know how I feel about this um, this whole pansexual thing that they brought out, only because it's a it's a it's a classic legendary character. I don't like fucking with classic legendary characters. If you can, you want to make someone you know a, a pansexual, cast Christian Bell, make him a new character, call him Starfucker, Starman, <laughs> and, and uh, you know just. Be cool with that, you know. Don't I don't I don't like you tooling with you know making Skywalker do stuff weird stuff or Han Solo. Just give me classic Lando, you know. And so it feels a little bit weird to have you know he didn't have any pansexual scenes. There was a little bit of droid stuff there, mm-hmm. but it's really weird too because you the, if there is one a pansexual community don't don't even like it because he didn't have a pansexual scene. So it feels like they've been cheated because. You know, um, he doesn't have that pansexual scene, but then you have people like me who's like, why'd you make him pansexual? Are you just doing it to make it a 2018 thing? It's kind of weird. So I view this in the same way that I do uh, any sort of script noting after the fact. Because if you didn't, if no one would have done that media thing and no one would have ever put up their little click thing that said, oh, Lando's a pansexual, yeah. and you would have watched the movie, that wouldn't have been in your brain. Yeah, it would have been, yeah. You would have just been like, oh, he cares for this fucking droid. Yeah, but now everybody's... And, and, and maybe they have this weird relationship. But but it wouldn't have it wouldn't have, have affected you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's because it became a media thing. It's the thing, so... But not just from interviewees, you know? Or, yeah, interviewees. Yeah. But, Donald but Glover from brought it up. Donald right? Glover yeah. brought it up. Yeah. Even yeah. Which, Kasdan came out and said, yeah, he's, he's pansexual. That's how I wrote him. Which, which again... So, very recently, James Gunn, uh, who we all love, uh, recently said, well, this is what Groot says at the end of Infinity War. Mm-hmm. What he says is, I am fucking Groot. <laughs> no one else needs to know anything about the script notes. It has nothing to do with the movie. But now that it's been said, that he says, Dad, yeah, to yeah. Rocket, fuck you thinking that makes that scene any more emotional than it might have been to people who have hearts that beat, unlike mine. Yeah. Like... That pisses me off, and I view this the same way. Not because Lando wants to fuck everything that moves. That's fine. So did fucking Shatner's uh, Kirk. Kirk. Mm-hmm. Kirk fucked everything. <laughs> did it have a vagina? I'll put my dick in it. Does it have a vagina next to a penis? Still put my dick in it. But now I think like, that he wants to fuck this robot the whole movie. No, the and, robot but, wanted to fuck him. But, but that's the thing. I don't care if he does or he doesn't. That has nothing to do with anything other than a couple of comical scenes. The fact that it's becoming a media thing... I believe the pansexual community that they're like, it sucks that you guys are waving this flag for this guy because he 
doesn't have that kind of scene. Uh-huh. You know, one of those, that's fine. We could all say that every stormtrooper is left-handed in the script, and left-handed community goes, ah, lefties! Yeah, yeah. But it doesn't matter. Yeah, if this was just an IGN thing, I'm like, okay, you guys can run it, with that. But with the, with the with them just saying that, it, it really, it does. It changed the way how you view a scene, because now I'm like, so is he, does he fuck that robot? I want to think about him going on an adventure. I don't want to think about him fucking a robot. And see, it's kind of weird, man. I don't care if he fucks a robot or not. But He's going to be like, oh, see, but, there's, but there's no need. There's just no need to do that. Or, or make but any, that's the character. No, 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 it's not the character, because they didn't even give him a scene like that. That's why the pansexual community is like, why do you, why are you raising why, that Why flag? are you making a big deal Why are you making a big deal if you're not even giving him a fucking and, and, scene? And for that, I agree with them. Yeah. You know, why make it a media buzz other than just trying to create media buzz? And that fucking sucks. But yeah. all I'm saying is, why do you have to do that to Lando? I don't care who you do it with. Just get, make a new character for the Star Wars but Galaxy. Can, where he's, uh, the, yeah. the only thing I can think of is just because he's so sexual person anyways, they figured, well, yes. you believe that he's going to have sex with women, you can believe he can have sex with But see, when I was 12, I didn't think about any of my, my cast of characters having sex with anybody. I just So if you want to... To give that or develop that, make that for a new character, not something that my twelve-year-old mind is focused on. See, I these older characters. I don't think that they changed anything about him. Yeah. Like I think it. I think uh, good old childish Gambino came out fucking strong. He looked great. He was the part. I I think that it makes sense. People were saying you know Lando so came out, came out of this movie so strong that he's gonna get his own movie, and I totally would bet on that. Oh, yeah, for sure. No, I did like Lando, though. I liked him. You know, um, there was a few scenes where it looked like he was going to fuck the robot, but fuck it. <laughs> What'd you think? <laughs> I, did you guys notice the very end when they walked up to each other and Han went to punch him? Just like in oh, Cloud yeah. City. Right. Just like Cloud City. Like yeah. There were a lot of checking nuts. his wrists. Yeah. Just mm-hmm. like in Cloud City. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lando checked his wrists. Oh, like, yeah. I love it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, that's kind of cool. That they... a, there was a bunch of really yeah. cool. But, like, nuts. that was just like, a, like such a teeny tiny little yeah. thing that. Uh, but, nah, he was cool. I love that scene where he hands him the blaster, like he tosses yeah. it up Oh, in the yeah, air. just tosses it up in the air. Yeah. yeah. Cool. yeah. No, I would go watch a Lando movie. Yeah. Um, I don't, again, I don't know if it's needed, but at least we know that Lando's pretty badass on screen, so I would go watch a Lando when movie. When he is documenting his life. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> the Calrissian Chronicles. Yeah. I, I, hope they, I hope they put an audiobook out of that. Oh, my, people would totally buy that. An people extra totally buy DVD that. would be yes. perfect. Yeah. This gets up, it's always something. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we need to hear more of that. We need, we need, we need to hear the more full Chronicles. 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 Yes, the yeah. full Chronicles. Anything you wanted to say about Lando? Uh, that's about it. I, I would say the scenes I enjoyed the most were the the, the box scenes, especially because of the chemistry between him yeah. and Alden Ehrenreich, and just uh, they worked really well together there. And that's one of my. That's on my yeah. list. I needed I, a cool Sabak game, and hey, we uh, got two of them. We I, got two of them. Yeah, yeah I, and I like. But so I like how there's trickery. Like the the first Sabak game, I like the environment. I like the location. Yeah. I like the aliens around the table. Uh, Lando had some charisma. Alden Ehrenreich comes in. He has the blaster on his hip. It was a really cool scene. But I'm glad there was a second one because it shows you that Han's on to him, you know? Mm-hmm. He saw that card on his wrist, mm-hmm. and he's like, we're going to do this again. We're going to play by your rules, except for mm-hmm. I got the Sabat card, you know? So just that was a very Han Solo thing to do, which I appreciated. I like mm-hmm. those, those scenes. I was really hoping the dice would have come into play. Yeah? Yeah, that like that they would have meant a little bit more. I was hoping that they would have been involved in the, well, uh, in the card game. Especially with how heavy the dice imagery came off in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. and, and then, then was, especially and then was, for 8, too. Yeah. That, like, yeah. I think it was adequate, though, because, you know, we didn't get a whole lot here. There's a couple handoffs. We only get it, like, one or twice in Last Jedi, but it'd be really weird if they just, like, really focused on dice in this movie, and then you don't see it for... Ever again. Like... 
10 hours of Star Wars movies yeah, and then yeah. you see it in Last Jedi again, you're like, what the... These fucking dice at mm-hmm. you know, so I thought I thought it was an adequate amount of time for the dice. But um, let's talk about the rest of the cast. We have Woody Harrelson as Beckett. I really thought he was going to take me out of this movie when they cast him. He's been in every you know big summer temple mm-hmm. movie. In my Star Wars movies, I don't need big actors. You know, kind of takes you out of that you know that galaxy far far away. Um, but honestly, Woody Harrelson as Beckett, um, I thought he did his job. I actually liked him kind of being a mentor. If you would, yeah, to to uh, to Harrison or Harrison Ford <laughs> to Solo, you know, <laughs> I thought I thought he did an okay job. Do I think there's um, more inspired casting? Definitely, but he didn't take me out like I thought he would. I felt that he differentiated himself enough from his other roles that he made um, the character his own. Uh, again, nice chemistry with all the rest of the cast. Um, he did his job. Well, there's not really a whole lot I can say because um, what you get from Woody Harrelson most of the time is uh, what you expect and he delivers. But uh, yeah, and he fulfilled his role of being that mentor guy telling him not to trust anyone, which... By the way, did you anybody who else get any vibes about Indiana Jones in that? Because that's the same lesson we get in yeah. Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. which was... I mean, it makes sense because by Lawrence Kasdan as well, and we also get a bunch of other... Indiana Jones references. I mean, you have that crystal skull <laughs> in the office, which I thought was nice, and also the shrunken heads, which were very uh, mm-hmm. part of that world. So, uh, yeah, but that's about all I have to say about about Woody. Solid yeah, I, I, I also did like that last scene though, where he was gonna gonna kill Solo, mm-hmm. and he shoots first. Yeah. I thought I'm like, fuck yeah, he's oh, gonna yeah. shoot first. Mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. It yeah. shows you right there, like I'm yeah. I'm ready for that next movie because yes. he's learned some tricks. He's shooting first, you know. I think that next movie is where he really becomes Han Solo. You know, I was wish he was an alien. I, like they would have done a mocap job. Yeah, or that's something. exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah, it, too many human faces in this yeah. from Amelia Clark to Woody Harrelson to. Yeah. Um, What's the guy's name who plays Vision? Um, Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany. Mm-hmm. Paul Bettany. Yeah, too many human faces. I think with, with within this, but yeah. Well, well, with uh, Paul Bettany, not human, but well, close but, but it's close Price. enough. Yeah. Close enough. And the only reason that that character, well, we'll get into that. Well, but there's yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a big reason why why he's close to looking human. Yeah. But um, so what you got? What do you think? I think he did a good job. I with Seth on the with, with Seth that I would have rather him been a. Uh, like a Twi'lek or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it something cool. it could still have a human face, but yeah, like, some of the uh, human face you can still get decent acting out of it. Yeah, uh, no, I agree. Uh, you know, guy in a suit rather than I would much rather that than an all CGI thing. Yeah. Um, but you could still get Woody's mannerisms and his acting and his voice. You know, without necessarily with, with without him having to be just another human, but it also that does mean that it would have had to change the beginning. Because there were not going to is not going to be a non-human uh, oh imperial captain running around yeah. in the trenches, gotcha. yeah. you know, right. with the mud troopers. It's true, <laughs> mud troopers. And I did like how it came into play at the end, where he was like, "Didn't haven't I taught you anything?" You know, yeah. you you. Uh, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, people are predictable." And so I did like how that whole scene went down, where he mm-hmm. knew what Beckett was going to do um, because he he was watching, he was listening, and he's kind of started to figure out the scum and villainy, the mm. the smuggler's way, you know. Mm-hmm. And so I really like that touch because. Because him predicting Beckett there, um, I think, was a nice touch to the solo character that yeah. he could take, you know, with him later on. But um, what do you guys think of Amelia Clark as Kira? I thought she was a lot better than uh, <coughs> people were saying she might be. Um, like I thought there's gonna be like zero chemistry between the two of them. There's a lot more than I would I feared. Um, 
she would she didn't differentiate to herself too much from what I've seen her in about all I've seen her in is Game of Thrones. So um, I thought she did a really nice job. Uh, she served her purpose well. Um, I like like you mentioned earlier though. I thought the scenes between Amelia Clark and Alden Ehrenreich were better early on. Than no, later I agree. On. I agree. But um, later on, she started to remind me of the Mother of Dragons. Like, yeah. second, third act. Um, and the, mm. at the beginning, I was like, you know, I can still tell this is Amelia Clark from Game of yeah. Thrones, but not as much no. as, you know, uh, second and third act, which mm. it's really a weird, too, Star Wars thing with brunettes. Like, I like brunettes in Star Wars, but I can see how some people would really start getting confused. You have Daisy Ridley's a brunette. You have, yeah. uh, what's her name, who plays in Rogue One? Jen Erso. And they're all yeah, British. Jen, 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 yeah, they're all British. Jen Erso, yeah. Daisy Ridley. Um, Amelia Clark, it's like, do we get a, do we, can we have a blonde or a redhead or, or something like that within mm-hmm. the Star Wars universe? Yeah. Um, I can see a lot of people making connections now where, I guess, I bet you Kira is, you know, Daisy Ridley's grandmother, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. I can just, I can just oh, fucking Jesus. imagine. Yeah. Well, what I was going to suggest is, do you guys think she's married Jade? Who? Or this, yeah. or this Kira? universe's Kira? version of What'd she Jade? go do and who she go hang out with? That's uh, true. What happens to Darth Maul? He gets owned by the Emperor, and then any anybody under him, hey. Yeah. You know how to fight. You want to become my hand? If they and did they, that, and they, and I would they did fucking the, hate it. And they did the cute little uh, Terrace Kazi... Uh, I was embarrassed to say that, too. There are so many nods to this movie, which is why the whole alien thing pisses me off. Yeah. Because it's all about verbal script nods. Hey, guess what? We're going to make a shitty video game from 1997 <laughs> into canon now. Make it relevant of, again. Yeah, BAM! Masters of Terrakazi is a Star Wars fighting game on yeah. PlayStation 1. Oh, it was yeah, garbage. That, that fighting it was, stale, it was fighting garbage. Yeah. But, again, it's a it, little hat to... You know, they, uh, or you're the one that killed Aura Singh. Well, the yeah. fall killed her. I just pushed. Yeah. You know, little, but, little things but, like that. But what killed Boba Fett? A push. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, yeah. we have Bosk. the boss. We, we, we should have brought Bosk on this one. Yeah, you know, like yeah. it'd be cool to see him. No, it's, 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 for sure, it. that'd yeah. be really cool because mm-hmm. everybody's expecting a Boba Fett, something like that. Yeah. It'd be cool just to have Bosk in there. Fuck, I would love to have Bosk more than that six arm monkey man. Yeah, I think that, that would have been great. That would have been mm-hmm. fucking tight. Yeah, that'd I mean, been so cool. Other than we couldn't have him die. And yeah, have, exactly. You no, couldn't but, understand but then him. he just he's after the job. He's like, I'm cutting my ties. I'm going somewhere else. You know, easy easy way to get him out of the picture if you wanted to. Would you? But well, I mean, this might be jumping the gun. But the bounty hunter that we do get, Enfys Nest, uh, she turns out to be a lot more interesting than I thought she was going to be, especially with the reveal as they bring in. Yeah. yeah. Well, so, what, yeah. what was your opinion on Amelia Clark, though? Uh, so she did fine for what she is in the movie, but I I don't like the casting. I don't yeah, no, I mean, it's yeah. star power casting on something that doesn't need it. No. It, yeah. If Star Wars movies have shown us anything. That you don't have to put big names you in don't, these roles. Yeah, it, it didn't like so. I was about I was okay with Amelia Clark, just like I was with Woody Harrelson. And mm-hmm. I was okay, but again, it was just okay. And there is such better, more inspired casting here. Yeah. You don't need Woody Harrelson popping up. You don't need Amelia Clark. You could cast anybody for this. Um, actually, a lesser name would even be better because Star Wars would actually make a career for that person. Yes, you know. Yeah, that's that's exactly my opinion. Is she does fine. She does fine with what she's given. You know, she's a scumbag who eventually turns into a ninja. Yeah. And, it, and so at the end of this movie here, it leaves it open to where we don't know, you know, we'll talk about, you've already brought up Darth Maul. He's in this movie. We'll get into him Sorry. in a second. That's fine. But he's going off. She's going off to, you know, work with Darth Maul. They're going to be working closer together, right? And with, well, she's with, going to Dathomir to meet him. Yeah. With this, so if they do a, a solo, you know, a second solo movie, a third solo movie, 
I, I guess my whole thing is I start thinking by the time it's all over with, Han, or Alden Ehrenreich's Han Solo is going to have more time with Amelia Clark, you know, than he did even with Princess Leia. And I like that when you think of Han Solo, you think Princess Leia, yeah, you right. think Chewie. I don't know how I feel about when you start saying if they do make a two and three. You know, or at least a second one. You know, she's going to be in this. You know, and they have that. I like they to have think that romance. That she thing. goes and reports to Maul, and he kills her. I no, there's no way. No, that just makes me feel good. It makes you inside. feel good, but she's the mother of fucking dragons. She's Game of Thrones. They'll bring her back. She'll probably she could die at the end, but she'll at least be in the whole fucking movie. Yeah, but I mean, even if they did do a Han Solo sequel, I don't think the the relationship would be the, be the same between Kira, Kira and uh, Han Solo. It's because. I mean, eventually Han's going to find out who about who she really is and who she's really working for, and I just don't... Well, she yeah. left him there. Exactly. Yeah. Like, she lied to yeah. his face, and she left him there. He knows. Yeah. Right. He knows she's she, that, that, that that's done. So, for, first love, though. Man, I still don't think they're going to spend as much time together as uh, Han did with Leia. I, I just don't <laughs> see that happening. Man, I don't know. I bet you they have more screen time already together. She was all over him in, in his. <laughs> yeah, it was a heavy makeout scene. It was. In the, in the I want to make closet. out in some capes. It's because yeah. they're around the capes. Uh -huh. Lando's capes just give off. Power fair pheromones right there. Sex. Sex. <laughs> Sex, baby. <laughs> and then um, they put Thandie Newton in this movie as Val. And I like Thandie Newton since in Mission Impossible 2. That movie sucks, but I always thought she was sexy as hell. She's in Westworld right now. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, again, she was just kind of there. And that would have been a great spot for Bosk. Yeah, and they you killed know? her off too soon. They killed her off soon. They killed Rio yeah. off soon. I even felt that they killed off L337 too soon. Like, yeah. So all those deaths were like one of the biggest surprises to yeah. me. Because yeah. you, you, know, you see all the people in the trailers... Long, and you think, well, well, they're going to be throughout the most of the movie. Nope. Dead, dead, dead. Yeah, dead. Yeah. Right mm -hmm. away. And I get, you yeah. probably guys probably don't have too much to say about Thandie Newton, do you? Not, yeah, not, not too much. much yeah. Um, but Phoebe Waller-Bridge as L337. What did you think? Uh, it started off as being overwhelmed a little bit too much. Just because I knew going in that, that she was going to have some sort of droids rights mission. And at first I thought, oh, it's a, it's a, it's a little bit too much on the nose. Um, but as it went, the film went on, some of her jokes really did land. And uh, she became a really charismatic droid. I do want to agree with my brother, who said he's worrying about these droids becoming coming too human. Because I do agree to the point. Because it seems like these droids are having way too much emotion as compared to the droids we see later on. Yeah. Much more emotional than... Um, R2-D2 and C-3PO. Because, I mean, it's okay to have a personality, but to develop these thoughts and feelings and emotion, that's like some upper-level AI. And you have yeah, upper-level AI. Yeah, yeah, you have to wonder where that goes um, in the rest of the saga. I agree 100% with you and yeah. your brother on that. Um, I was not a fan of K2SO even from Rogue mm -hmm. One. I, yeah. I just watched Rogue One mm -hmm. um, a couple nights ago to get ready for Han Solo, just in that Star Wars yeah, mood, yeah, yeah. you know? And when 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 C-3PO is telling a joke, it's because he's 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 very robotic about it. He, the way that he he talks is is how a robot would communicate with you or communicate about the situation. K2SO, it's like he's standing in a fucking comedy club, you know, and he's trying to tell jokes. He's so quippy, and it's like, who programmed you to be smartass? Everything you say. And this was the female version of K2SO, and a lot of people came out of Rogue One liking K2SO. It became a fan favorite, and I think they were like, well, fuck it, let's make a, a robots rights K2SO, female K2SO, and it did not work for me whatsoever. What do you think, Seth? Sir, I don't know where your ship learned to communicate, but it has the most particular dialect. 
I think uh, that's interesting that she's the Falcon now, and three PO says that in Empire Strikes Back. I think that's kind of neat. What's he What's he saying? Empire? He says, "Sir, I don't know where your ship learned to communicate, but it has the most particular dialect." Oh, that is interesting. Yeah, yeah. So that, that's interesting, so, but it still doesn't fix the, the character for me. It's cool that they put something from Solo into you know, yeah, uh, into Empire. I think that's cool. I don't know. I thought that it was a bit over the top with the with the droid revolution and stuff like mm. that. I it, liked it up until then. It made me laugh. A little at the beginning, yeah. Like you know, she popped his restraining bolt and is like, hey, "I don't know go what you do. Free. Go, 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 free your brethren." You know, yeah. I, I viewed that initially as oh, okay, cute. When it turned into a full on like the droids are banging on things. There, there's a gronk droid that's kicking kicking uh, just, control panels. Yeah, I was like, uh, all right, maybe this has gone on a little long. Yeah, but I don't know. I didn't hate her. Uh, and it's really weird too, like when you're marathoning. Okay, you yeah. want say you watch Phantom Menace all the way to Last Jedi, right? And you have you know, dumbass droids in Phantom Menace, right? Roger, and, Roger, yeah, Roger, Roger. And then you get C three O, C three PO, who's very intelligent, but he communicates like a robot, right? Mm-hmm. And you get you know R two D two, which is again very intelligent. And then all of a sudden, you know, you get K two S O, and you get this one, and then that's it again. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's two droids out there, and they're not high end droids. You know, K2SO was just an Imperial droid that was reprogrammed, and this one here looks like just a scrap robot in Lando's I was going to say, the, there, was a, there was a lot. What did say? Wherever he is, um, which looks cool, but I don't I don't know where these two super intelligent, super quippy, very comedian-like you know, robots come from. It's really I just weird think it's me. the direction that Lucasfilm wants to go with now. droids, which, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't get that, because at a certain point, they don't become droids anymore. They just become, like, humans in robot suits, which is well, not droids. But, but, but that's the thing, is you can't go that route, because think about the interrogator droid in Jabba's Palace. Yeah. Or not in Jabba's Palace, in... Uh, the the sand crawler yeah okay you know he got all he he was to take this one you I know mean, he's a fucking mustache twirling villain but he's yeah. still a robot mm-hmm. they're not you know we've seen especially if you dip into the cartoons some there are a lot of droids out there that act like people yeah that's mm-hmm. cartoons I know it's canon but they they do a lot of that shit for kids and for filler but when you're watching these movies why doesn't Vader or any of the ships have like very intelligent robots on the ship like that. You know, it's just there's two robots in the si- entire cinematic canon. Well, hopefully we get IGD-8 and Four Love in the next movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, there's also the thing that, yeah, they can actually act like humans, but they still have to obey programming. And so those two robots you mentioned uh, still have to have some sort of programming that they can't easily break away from. And then they say in Rogue One, like with K2SO, it's like, we reprogrammed him, and since we reprogrammed he's been acting like this? What, like a stand-up fucking comedian? It's, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's weird, then reprogram him again because this guy there's no way I'd go on a mission with fucking K2SO or um, what is this L3 yeah. you know L3 or 7 speaking of droids though did you notice that the sniper droids look a lot like the um, reconnaissance droids from Empire Strikes Back what well the Viper series mm-hmm. yeah so it was pretty cool though. The, the those were like. those were Viper gun, dro- uh, gun yeah. droids the yeah. one that in Empire is the Viper probe oh, cool it's a nice callback yeah. though I didn't know that so it's nice to see that it's cool alright so Paul Bettany as Dryden Voss what'd you guys think of him I really uh, like that first scene yeah, I thought he had a, a nice, quiet menace to him. He wasn't like, you know, a mustache twirling villain. Um, he seemed like a charming... At first, he kind of uh, thought the, the thing that came to mind was kind of like Bond villainy, like a very oh, yeah, charming yeah. guy. Um, that you can get along with him as long as you don't piss him off. And he's, he, has, he has his own code, uh, acts professionally. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he, I think I read some review where he said he was like scenery chewing, but I didn't get that at all. I just thought he was I got some scenery, solid job. Scenery, yeah. A little I got, bit. I got but. some scenery chewing for sure. But uh, I don't know if anybody knows, but uh, so Michael Kenneth Williams, he was supposed to be some CGI half human, half um, animal. Mm. And so, yeah, that was okay. for the Lord and Miller. Okay, okay. When, they, when they were directing, Ron Howard came in. He had to turn this shit around in 10 months. They couldn't get him back. He already filmed this shit. He already worked out the character. They couldn't get him back because of reshoots. So the quickest way to get this shit filmed cut was him cut him out. Paul Bettany, human, put some you know rash or claw marks on his face, whatever's going on there, and, and, and go that route. And so Paul Bettany just jumped in last minute. Mm. You know, so with, with that, I didn't think I was going to like it. I thought it was going to be kind of, you know, you know, just kind of tapped on, you know, mm. but overall, I thought Paul Bettany served his purpose as a, a neat little villain, like kind of like a Bond villain, like you right. said. What do you think? I thought it was fine. Again, that first scene was really good with him, where like when when you meet him and everything, mm-hmm. that uh, not where he's killing that dude, but like when he when the he, actual discussion, yeah, and lots of touching. Like I thought that was really yeah. interesting that he likes to touch things. But uh, but um, but that was my favorite part with him. Other than that, I did think that the. The Mandalorian armor in his in his area was, the Death Guard armor. Yeah, yeah, it was super yeah. D- distracting. Because yeah. I'm just like, is he gonna put that on? <laughs> he's gonna put that on. on. It's it a trophy room. It's a trophy room. Maybe I don't know. It looked like he had a holocron too. It looked like yeah. he had a giant holocron. There's there. A, there was a ton of shit in that room. I want to go back and see it again and like not listen to the conversation. Yeah, and just check out the stuff. Mm-hmm. But I kept thinking that he was gonna put that helmet on. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't put the helmet on. <laughs> but Maybe that would have been cool. Yeah. Who knows? Well, yeah. it, so, given the the reveal and, and the, the connection, end of who, he actually, Maul, who he actually works with, he'd have Red it, Mandalorian it, armor. Absolutely, yeah. it, it mm-hmm. totally makes sense that he's got Death Guard armor there yeah. because he's part of that organization when it split it off. And, yeah. and again, we were all talking earlier tonight that we wanted to see more, you know, um, creatures, you know, and so he would have been one. He would have been mm. half human, half animal. That would have been kind of cool to see. Mix it up a little bit. I want to know more. Because it so he had like basically that like metal staple in his head yeah. that looked like it was holding together recent surgeries. He's got the big like like lines that when he started to get angry and upset, they would flare up. Like they would. I don't know if you noticed. Like his eyes started getting yeah. all yeah. red, red shot, red, red shot. Like it, it, it looked like, like this it, it was opening like he, up. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll tell you tomorrow. Um, and he had that one. Th- what? I'll tell you tomorrow. I got the art book coming to me tomorrow. Oh. It actually, it actually shipped. It's supposed to be here tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I hope I can his, see the half animal guy. Yeah. Uh, and one, one of his thumbs had a fucking claw. Yeah, like, I saw like that. a full I saw on, that. like yeah. longer than the rest. It was a legitimate claw, but not the other thumb. Yeah. I saw, so I saw in my head, knowing that Darth Maul's his boss, that. This dude has been like subjected to some serious dark side fucking shit. Yo, Maul has been altering this guy, and that's why he's got a staple in his head, and why when he gets angry, his eyes get all like yo jaundiced and yellow because he's got some shit. Why his little fighting knives have that kind of red lightsaber yeah. edge? Those fi- yeah, those fighting knives were cool because you, you know you're not going to get a lightsaber. You're not going to get. We didn't get. Uh, we didn't get a lightsaber. So instead of getting a lightsaber, you still get a little bit of that technology in a way where it looks fat, flashy. It looks like a Star Wars weapon. Yeah, yes. I thought it was pretty cool. No, vibro I, knife. Yeah, a little yeah. vibro yeah. knife. I, yeah. I dug him, and I want to know more about his relationship with Maul. Yeah. yeah. But that's also because I have a giant motor for Maul. Yeah. <laughs> so, Infus Nest. Well, go ahead. Did you have something you also want to say, Seth? Nah. We'll wait. Okay, so Infus Nest. Um, I love the look and design of yeah. who the who you think mm-hmm. is a villain, a marauder. Um, 
and then you know in the trailers I was like oh is this going to be like an early Boba Fett is going to be an early Bounty Hunters they're going to take us deep into that world and uh, maybe I, I did have higher expectations there but when she took off the mask and it was a you know, a 15-year-old girl. I'm really happy it wasn't Woody Harrelson's daughter. <laughs> that's where, I, oh, that's where I thought it was going. I'm like, ah! hit, that was me. Him, him and Val's daughter. Yeah. And I was like, please don't walk up to him and be like, I'm going to get a drink, Dad. Yeah. And I was like, fuck that noise. You guys tried to kill each other earlier. Because <laughs> I, I like the, the sequence with the tr- with the train. Yeah. And with them on their speeder bikes and the way that she sounds, mm-hmm. you know, through, the vo- through that voice box. And I was like, this is a super cool villain, man. Mm-hmm. And it turns out not to be a villain. It kind of plays with your expectations a little bit there. I don't know how I feel about that, but, uh, you know, just this kind of uh, 15-year-old beyond Thunderdome girl kind of reminded me of, you know, yeah. I, don't, I don't know. I, I didn't care for it 100%. I really thought this was going to take us down a, a path of, you know, scum and villainy. Or, mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be something different than what it was. I think what I thought it was going to be could potentially be better than just, you know, her cause and working for the Rebellion or, or whatever. What do you think? Well, like I mentioned earlier, I thought it was really cool the review, with the reveal that we get. I mean, especially the moment that we first see it. And uh, I do like the idea of, like, her being with these, um, like, uh, what the what were we going to say? Uh, downtrodden, for lack of a better word, people who are, like, to this tribe is just, like, like an offshoot of the rebellion, which is this night. There's not exactly uh, uh, the refu- refugees from planets. The empire is fucked. Yeah. True, it's fine. And, um, but I still liked it, and that's where it came off very Clone Wars um, slash rebelly to me. Mm-hmm. Okay, with her, with her. What do you think? I, I'm I'm right there with you. That I was going to say that like they love uh, whatever his name is. I can't think of his name. Who's the guy that wears the hat? The Clone Wars guy. Anyway, whatever they oh, like no. him. No, the guy who creates Clone Wars. That guy. Anyway. Oh, yeah, it does, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. Like that. Dave yeah. Filoni. Yeah, Dave Filoni. Oh. They love Dave Filoni, and all this felt like Dave Filoni stuff. It felt yeah. like, it felt Which like is why to... I was so excited. Yeah. See, it felt like, yeah. well, see, but then I think it felt like half Dave Filoni, and yeah. then, like, Dave Filoni got fired, and then Ron Howard came in and, and did the rest <laughs> of the shit. It was really weird. I'm not a 100% Dave Filoni fan. I know there's a lot of Star Wars fans out there that are. Um, not so much myself, but what do you think of Emphis Nest? Which I always think it's Empty Nest for me. <laughs> that 80s sitcom. Sh- that yeah. sitcom. <laughs> so I, I, I loved it when they were the speeder bike marauder uh, things. So cool. That was fucking awesome. Uh, the reveal got me. I didn't expect it at all. Uh, I, when with the mask started to come off, I was waiting for it to be someone that we'd already met. Kylo Ren from the future. <laughs> <laughs> hey, no, Dad. Not you, Star Wars. No, but hey, just, Dad. Just like, some, like I was expecting it to be someone that we had seen or someone that we had met or yeah. something like that. And then mask and a mask. And then, and then like, and then like, I'm with Seth. Is you know, so the actress is obviously of mixed heritage. Uh-huh. And I expected yeah. it to be Val and uh, Beckert's uh, kid when she like walks up to him and there's no no one's getting shot and everything. Oh, that've been shit. And mm-hmm. oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm super glad it wasn't. No. I'm I'm ultra hey, glad yeah, that. It's not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I thought it was all right. It was a good reveal. Um, interesting that you know every member we got a Warwick Davis I was going to say Warwick Davis yeah. was really distracting after he took his helmet we got, we got we'll talk, yeah, I got that in surprises here uh, cameos, but he actually got a line in a movie mm-hmm. and it pisses you know. me off though because I want Warwick Davis in a full fucking movie why can't he be that six arm monkey guy right we're just take the monkey guy away and I know I said I wanted more aliens than humans but so yeah. I'm going against what I said but I also want Warwick Davis in a full fucking Star Wars movie and not these like either a little, little these little people cameos yeah but like little people cameos it pisses me off because in Rogue One he has a cool look 
okay, as like this little alien thing that I would love to spend time with in that movie. Yeah. And then he's done it over with. And this, now they show, because I think a lot of people forgot that he was in the stadium or in the stands in Phantom mm. Menace. That was a long time ago, so you could actually bring Warwick Davis back as a villain, a hero, anything you want to, and now they show us his face, he looks like Warwick Davis, and I was like, that's a fucking waste right there, because now you probably won't put him in a full movie, and that's where Warwick Davis has put the time in, he deserves to be a main character Absolutely. in the Star Wars movies. Willow awesome. 2, man. Well, Willow 2, I was going to say, we might get Willow 2, that, that'd be so cool. I'm down for it, given what yeah, Ron Howard Warwick did Warwick Davis has put his time in, he needs a, a full a big role in the Star Wars universe, and it just pisses yeah. me off to see him in little people cameo roles. It sucks so bad. Do you have anything to say about Spirit Warwick Davis? Wing is uh, speaking through you. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, probably. Him with, him with a grenade launcher was just kind of distracting, but whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And back real quick to Infest Nest real quick. You know who it reminded me of? The reveal was probably a little bit deeper than Captain Phasma, but Captain Phasma, they've been building up a strong uh, a female character under a mask. Take the mask off. There's no depth there. She fucking dies. She just kind of sucks. Captain Phasma is nothing. Infus Nest here, they build her up like a Captain Phasma where this is a threat. This is the new villain. And then they take it off with just a female who's just not really doing much. You know? And she's probably done. They could tag her in 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 a solo sequel, but... Just nothing There'd really be no there. Point. I mean, no she's point. she's leading her people, so she does have a role to play at least. Yeah, know? yeah, more so than Captain Fast. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I just got potential. Me. Maybe it was just yeah, I don't yeah. know a little bit. But so so yeah. surprises and cameos. You brought up Warwick Davis. I thought it was cool. Clint Howard. I You're know funny. that I, I know Ron How- or Ron Howard just puts Clint Howard in his movies, you know. But I honestly think um, you know uh, Clint Howard. Fits in the Star Wars universe as well. I would love to have seen him be like some cantina owner or something crazy. I would like to have seen more of Clint Howard. He's having the time of his life. He's right. He's right. He brightens up the screen every time he's on. So I did like a cameo. That was cool. That's what I expected. But I would love more of Clint Howard in a Star Wars movie. Man down. Uh, It was funny him being in charge of the uh, robot fights. It was. It was still really funny. I liked it. What'd you think? He's okay. I didn't even realize who this guy was. They explained. Oh, to really? Me. Yeah. I okay. didn't even know who this guy was. But they were. Someone uh, in our group was like, Clint Howard wouldn't get work if it wasn't for his brother. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> so. But he's actually that? funny. Like, I yeah. like seeing Clint Howard on screen. Yeah. That's fine with it. I mean, like, it's. it's again. These movies don't need star power. So no. it's nice to have them in cameos. Yeah, it is, dude. Yeah, star yeah. power cameos are great. Like underneath, like stormtroopers. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I wonder if there was anything like that here. Like, you know, oh, I'm sure there was. I'm sure there's mm-hmm. got it. Well, like Daniel not, Daniel Craig in a was, there's there's not that many, as a merchant. Not that many <laughs> speaking roles outside of the main characters. Yeah, yeah, not many. Honestly. Yeah. Okay, well, let's get into the big reveal. Um, I knew nothing about this. I don't know if you guys did or not. I, did. I saw a comment in Fortune. Oh, I told my really? brother before about the yeah, Darth Maul and Kieran or Kira. So, but. I didn't know like when he was going to show up though, so oh, that was a surprise. I knew it was a surprise. So the oh, big reveal here. I mean, I just it was word on the street that someone mm-hmm. was like, "Dude, supposedly a big fan of Menace villain is showing back mm-hmm. up," and I'm like, "Well, it's either Maul or Jabba. Probably yeah. going to be Maul." <laughs> and, <laughs> and I was uh, like, "It fits that he this would be the era." Yeah. So you get Darth Maul, Brian. You and I were talking about it in the yeah. kitchen before the guys came over. Um, I I don't like this. I like Darth Maul for Phantom Menace. He's badass. Um, I know what they... They actually did give him a pretty good arc in Clone Wars, but I don't give a shit because he should have fucking died in Phantom Menace. He got cut in half and then he goes to a junk plant and they sew some fucking metal legs on him. I think that's dumb as fuck. But <laughs> they, they did something with him. And now if you're marathoning on a weekend with your family yeah. and you're like, well, 
is that the guy who died in Phantom Menace? You have to explain all this mm-hmm. bullshit about him going through it. And you can't explain that and make it sound cool. Like, he fucking, <laughs> he fell on a trash pile. The Night Sister, who the Night Sister? Oh, well, hang on. They gave him metal legs, and he ran for six seasons, and then um, just a bunch of other bullshit. And uh, and then there he is. He worked for him, Dryden. Yeah. Isn't that cool? And you, you have to play catch-up. The only way that's going to work, man, in my opinion, is if he isn't a solo too, you know? And then they're going to have to tap on something in a gentle way just for people who don't know that. Um, I would rather have them... I didn't know anything about it. Is it the Crimson Guard? Is it Crimson what? Crimson Dawn. Crimson Dawn. I knew nothing about them. I would have rather, since this was a solo movie, you expect... I expected if there was going to be a cameo for a Boba Fett or a... Job of the a Job of the Hutt. No, I and, fucking... And though, when he said earlier... That uh, you know he worked for somebody, you know, without with me knowing nothing about Crimson, yeah, and and not even paying attention to the stuff in the background, I automatically assumed, you know, they even dropped the Tatooine name later on in the movie. I'm like, well, maybe he works for Jabba or mm-hmm. someone that's going to connect him to Jabba, mm-hmm. and I just think that was uh, putting Darth Maul at the end, really weird, very strange. But I think if just retool a couple things and. Put Jabba on a hologram there at the end. That gets people watering for a, a Solo 2. I did not care for the whole Darth Maul thing here. And it wasn't even Ray Parks, was it? Not even his voice, right? right? No, it's the guy it's from... Sam Whitworth. It's Sam yeah, uh, the guy, it's did, the guy did okay. in Rebels. I mean, yeah, the like, guy did in Rebels. It wasn't Darth Maul's... Or it wasn't Ray Parks' voice in uh, in Phantom Menace either. It wasn't? No. Oh, okay. okay. No, well, that dude sounds cool. Well, my, but, no, it's, my, it's, so I haven't heard Ray Parks a lot, but it didn't look like Ray Parks. That's why I asked you when you came up if that was Ray Parks in the hologram. No. Like where they filmed yeah. him and then they did some CGI work on that hologram. No, the guy who voices uh, Darth Maul, who does Darth Maul's voice, is Pete from Shaun of the Dead. Uh, Shaun's roommate. That, okay. That is, it's that guy. That's, okay. who, that's who voices Darth Maul. So I hope if we do get Darth Maul. Starkiller. And I hope if well, we, yeah, but that's... Yeah. And then I the, hope if we do get Darth Maul in a solo too, if we do, they've already teased it, so you might as well own it and bring him back somehow. But... Um, if we do, I hope it's Ray Parks. He's aged, you know, fine. He, give him back that role. I think that would be great. Not bring some other actor in. I think that would be yeah, If you're going to have him as a non-hologram, you should put him, put, put, Ray put, Parks. put Ray back in the makeup. Put Ray back in. Give and him some know, sweet metal so legs. You know what I hate about this the Kicking most, though? The dick. <laughs> and I, you know what I hate about this the most, though, is Star Wars, it's, it's one of the Star Wars' biggest problems next to, you know, making um, uh, just fucking robots and human characters all over the place and not giving, you know, uh, side alien characters. One of the biggest problems is they constantly do this shit where it makes the universe seem small. So small. And now Han Solo is going to run into Darth Maul from Phantom Menace. And how come we just can't have Han Solo doing his shit in this huge galaxy? And then he runs into Luke and Leia. We don't need this bridge in the middle where he's part two. He's probably going to fight Vader. He's probably going <laughs> to uh, he's going to fight Darth Maul. He's probably going to uh, he's probably going to resurrect fucking Mace Windu. I don't I don't know. It just makes everything so small. Create a new character here, or give me give me Jabba because at least that connects him. That's that's something that is in common with Solo. You know. Darth, yeah. It just really seemed tapped on. I don't know. But and, but I always bitch, my last thing, I always do bitch about them not owning prequel stuff. Yep. Yeah, I was about to say that. I mean, at least so they're at bringing least, some stuff in for the prequels that is so. different. I mean, they already have a lot of the original trilogy stuff in now. Now they're bringing prequel stuff, so yeah. So we'll see. I don't. I did not care for the Darth Maul thing. What do you think, Matt? I liked it well enough. I mean, I like I said, the, the re- reveal of it um, wasn't too surprising because they knew about it, him being in there ahead of time, but... 
I do like that he turns out to have a big role now. I mean, I don't follow the, um, like, I didn't watch the Clone Wars series. So I don't know did what... Did you know it, what happened to him? I, I, I did know that he What, what happened to him? I did not, I do not know what happened to him. <laughs> I don't know that. Marshall, think, do you know what happened to him? He got cut in half. Yes, I do know that much. <laughs> Robot legs. It's a yes. long story. Dumpster fire. <laughs> Witches. He's in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> Andy Gameable. <laughs> Yeah, so like I don't know what his what he became after Phantom Menace. I don't know what he became in Clone Wars. So to see him here, it was a little a bit of a surprise mess. in that sense. <laughs> so um, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine with it. I mean, I would I I don't mind seeing him again and seeing them develop him more. I mean, as long as they put him in another movie to explain who he is now and why he is that. Otherwise, it's just like fan service to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like as much as like I'm cool that people love, you know, um, Clone Wars, especially if you can watch six seasons of that and really get your Star mm-hmm. Wars fix. But you should not have to watch six fucking seasons of Clone Wars, which is how many how many weeks? They're fucking like a half hour episode of piece. It's a lot of TV. It's a lot of TV. You can't marathon that shit in a week. Mm-hmm. You can't. You, I mean, you might be able to, but you're not going to sleep. You're barely, you're not even going to piss probably. It's not that bad. It, dude, it is. It's six seasons of 30 minutes, and I think there's like 20 episodes I, a piece. I can get through it because I watch it roughly, it's probably about once every year and a half now uh-huh. at this point. Uh, I can get through it in about six days. Man, I'm going to add that up. That's a lot of shit though. Eight hour periods? Well, eight to nine, yeah. Yeah, shit. Seth? <laughs> Question. At this point, what is Darth Maul doing? What? So, he got, at the end of Clone Wars, he gets attacked by the Emperor. His brother gets killed and everything like that. Yes, and then he is, and then he runs escapes. off and escapes. Yep. And ends up basically gathering up the guys from Death Watch, who yep. are also on the run, and because he's doing... the Mandalorians have... Have fucked them right off. Yeah, and so then he <laughs> sounds like a Lando character. And then he, <laughs> then so he starts taking control of crime syndicates, right? Uh, because he gets a hold of the dark saber. Yep. And that basically Mandalorian code says, well, "We fuck follow you. you. We follow you." Yeah. Even though you're not a Mandalorian, he's like, "Well, that's right, because I'll kill all." Uh, he, no. So he gets it twice. He. Because that's how he ends up at the top of the. Definitely. He doesn't lose it until Sabine gets it in Rebels. Okay. Which right. is which is. See, I'm already confused. Hold on a sec. There's I'm a trying, lot of TV here. I'm trying to understand what happened. He's, he's basically at the top because at this point the emperor has written him off. Yep. So he, the only thing that he knows how to do is basically kill and amass power. Yeah. And so he's like, the only way I can do this is at the top of the crime syndicates. Yeah. And so he's trying to get all of them under his thumb. Does he do that in Rebels? It starts to, but then the, you end up finding out with the. He he ends up finding out that Ezra the, the the Jedi have resurfaced. Yeah, and so now he's trying to. So he stops caring about that. He exactly, he changes after. gears gotcha. because because when he's on the top of the syndicate, the only people with the Force, as far as he's concerned, is the dude who wants him dead. Yeah, and so he's like, well, I'm not fucking with the Emperor or his new puppet. I'm I'm done with that bullshit. Yeah, and then when. It becomes, you know, apparent to him that there's these other Jedi, you know, Ezra and Kanan and all those guys. He he's like, all right, shit, maybe I do have a chance that I can top. You know, this rebellion thing that's starting up has a chance to topple so my maybe boss. I but maybe I can get. Involved. So do you ever see him like oh, yeah. that? But the crazy thing that we all forget is he was cut in fucking half. Anakin had both arms, both legs, and most of his skin killed off of him. But at least they they bring him back and they put him in a. He, but he's fucked for life, and he's in a in a metal suit. It's Vader is fucked. It, Maul has robot legs from the waist down. Yeah, he has no dick. 
He has to put you play. He's got no dick. I'm sorry. Okay, I'm sorry, but I... He's not a threat to land. He's not a threat to land. You guys always hear me talk about steaks, dude. And once, like, once you cut someone in fucking half... And they fall forever into a bottomless pit, and you bring that motherfucker back. I don't give a shit if someone gets shot in the fucking head the next movie, you know? It's like, Brad, he's not coming back. He was. Anybody, can... Mace Windu can come back now. Well, and he's Snoke. Who? Yeah, he probably is. I just, I can't stand that shit, you know? Fucking cut in half. Nah. Well, Snoke could be alive. He's in three pieces. Yeah, if, so if Darth Maul can, Snoke definitely fucking can. It's true. Mm-hmm. So crazy shit. Snowflakes. Night Sisters. He just floated out in space and Night Sisters grabbed they him. They found him. <laughs> <laughs> we can rebuild him. Someone's listening out there and be like, you know what the fuck's the Night Sisters? <laughs> anyway, so, uh, but that, I don't know how I felt about that. Anything else you guys want to talk about Darth Maul? He'll definitely show back up, I think. I like the Whether music. If he's, that was kind of cool. If he wasn't, in a, if he's not in a solo sequel, he'll definitely be in a, a Boba Fett movie or something. They, I, I don't think they're just gonna throw that out there and just just leave it. I think that they'll probably build upon that somehow. I like seeing his double bladed lightsaber again. Oh yeah, yeah that's always that cool. There, we but, get to hear that yeah. in the Duel of Fates. I guess it's mm-hmm. worth going to think well, about. <laughs> him, him flashing the saber mm-hmm. means that every Star Wars yeah. movie has had a lightsaber. Yeah, yeah. Nice. that's that was that was the only reason why he was intimidating her with the saber is because they can actually say that there has been a, a the lightsaber mm-hmm. sound. Yeah. The ignite has been in every single. And we did movie. get a little Duel of Fates there, right? We did. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Which Duel of Fates is my favorite jam, Star Wars jam. I love Duel of Fates. That's mm-hmm. one of my favorite Star Wars fights. Yeah, it is. It's really good um, until they cut him in half. But um, so the, uh, <laughs> you brought up the score. I do want to talk about that. This that was, was the, great. This was like the it. first time like that uh, Williams didn't do it. It was actually mm-hmm. John Powell. John Williams only did one song. Out yeah, of but I was saying he didn't. John Williams didn't do Rogue One. He had a lot more influence over that, didn't he? No, he I can't. Didn't. Remember, I can't uh-uh. remember. No. no, he didn't. Okay, did John Powell do Rogue One? No, uh, Up Guy did. Michael uh, the, oh, yeah, that's Giacchino, right. That's right. Yeah. yeah, I totally forgot about that. But mm-hmm. I was really happy with this this music. Um, I, I didn't get a chance to look at the trackings and the music, you know, connected to the trackings. But there's one that I really liked. It reminded me of Duel of Fates mixed with Akira, mm-hmm. and it's every time Infus Nest comes on. Yeah, uh, there's like some kind of oh, there's like some like low chanting, qu- or chanting music, yeah, and then, and then cool. so it reminded me of Dual cool. Fates mixed with Akira. I really love yeah. that, and I really liked that. I said earlier when the, they played Here They Come, the dun 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 dun, 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 dun when they're flying through the uh, was that the John Williams because he had he yeah. had one called um, Han's Adventures, the Adventures of Han. He did one. No, but I think that it was John Powell just reusing. There was a lot music. of there was a lot of tracks that were yeah. Because the Imperial March from yeah the Imperial March. Just play it on that yeah. little uh, yeah. on the on the kiosk again, and I, I hate to keep on going back to this, but that 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 kiosk thing did yeah. that remind you of something very rebels? Yeah, yeah. So oh, yeah. There, yeah, there's a big a lot of influence. I mean, it makes on sense. That. This is the era that that's in. Yeah, I mean, like you're did you you're did, absolutely right. I was gonna say, did you notice when the Empire showed up or when you saw the stars show the dun 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 dun? Like they he used a bunch of John Williams cues, but that was fine. I thought it was awesome. They, they worked. Yeah, they, they made me feel what I wanted to feel. Yeah, and Dark Maul's fucking awesome. Oh yeah, so you didn't get to say too much. Do you have anything else to say about Darth Maul? Are you cool with that? Thing? I had a boner the whole time. Did you really? Like, so I had... you would not rather have seen a Jabba or a Boba Fett. So thing. it would have made more sense. No, it'd be cool like... after the credits. Jabba like turns. <laughs> By the way, like that's the only thing I, I. That's the only thing I did know. I did Google that um, any credit scene. No, um, okay. That's oh, why okay. I left afterwards. So I had absolutely no idea that there was a, a Maul or any kind of pre prequel or Dave Filoniism. I had no clue. So. 
when the hologram opened, uh, when initially she was turning on a hologram and it was just someone's voice, I thought I recognized it, but I wasn't 100% sure. I was like, what? I know, I think I know that. For a second there, I thought it was going to be Zizor. I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be you know, Black Sun, Black Sun mm-hmm. Crimson Dawn, all yeah. kind of tied together. And Black like, Sun would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been, cool. been a cool hat tip, yeah. too. Uh, but then I saw the foot, and yeah. there was a big metal foot, mm-hmm. and then I was just like, oh, fuck, Rebels Mall. Yeah. And then it spins around, and he didn't even have to pull his hood back. I was already hard. I was fucking <laughs> full, full, full Lando. mass. You don't think oh. it shrinks? Full Lando. Like, full it, Lando. it makes Star Wars so much smaller? Just having Han, because Han Solo's going to run into Darth Maul, and that just doesn't... But we are... That's only if they decide to take that story that way. As far will. as that holograph is concerned, it is no different than saying that Beckett pushed uh, Aura Singh to her death and Bosk could be here. There's no difference there. They're just hat tips to other parts of it the It won't universe. be a hat tip, though. That, that's something we'll If they choose to run with it a different way, then maybe you're right, maybe they're making it too small. Or it could be fucking amazing and our next has our next thing has nothing to do with Han whatsoever and it is Boba Fett dealing with Kira and you know maybe the Boba Fett movie is all about the bounty hunters dealing Guild. with the crime syndicates. If, and if Han Solo has his blaster and he's taking pop shots at Darth Maul in a cantina <laughs> with his double blade lightsaber, I will take my popcorn and I will throw it at the theater <laughs> at the big screen. I will go, boo! <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Just get up and walk out. <laughs> Uh, so, that, so here's the. the Could you the, imagine that though? I, I like I've thought about that in this like already in our little circle that like okay. I don't want Han shooting at Darth Maul. No, not at all. Again, I I'm gonna scream at my TV. I'm like too small, <laughs> small, go big, go bigger, go home. And then Vader comes in. He's like, who yep. are you now? Yeah, I, my. my my point that I did not like that makes things too small uh-huh. is just how they happened to run into Kira. Yeah. Hmm. There was no... I, I mean, I know it was just... I agree. I, it bothered me at that exact moment and then I got past it. And I view this similarly. Uh, that it's, is, that was an issue too. The it was, huge, it was the huge world, giant Han Solo world, runs into and suddenly run into this chick that I'm going to leave for. No, that was just basically whoever went, whoever did that second script. Yeah. Go, we need to cut like 15 minutes out, and them journeying to another place because you realize, I know, yeah, I know, it's there weird. was nothing else that happened on that planet. And then she be pretty much become Dry Dick's sex slave for 20 years. Is that his name, Dryden? Yeah. Dryden, right? Dryden Voss. Yeah. yeah. That's what she became, probably. For She's like, you don't want to know the things I've done. And I, I, my, I got a pretty crazy imagination. <laughs> okay? I mean, in reality, though, she was just an enforcer of some sort. Yeah. Like yeah. a Mayor Jade. Like a Mayor Jade type, yeah. like you're talking Terakazi. about. Probably. All right, guys. guys well, so what hit the... Terakazi's real now. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's I don't, a thing. It's yeah. a legitimate thing. And it's kind of cool. It was a Star Wars, like, kung fu fighting style. Yeah. That is cool. You don't care. No, no, I, I actually like I think that. it's kind of funny. No, I, in some, one of my favorite, uh, you know, like, it's, it's very small, but it's in Force Awakens. They bring the raid guys in. Yeah. And a couple of them get killed, but I think the main raid guys, I have to watch again. I think a few of them got away. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I want to see them in some f- fucking, like, you know, the, the last movie. I want to see them, you know, come back somewhere. I forget mm-hmm. what they're, what are they called in Force Awakens? Kanji Club? Yeah, the Kanji Club. Yeah. I want to see some fucking... Explain that to Kanji Club. Club. Oh, be so awesome. <laughs> But listen, wouldn't that make your world too small? What, martial arts? No. For the Kanji <laughs> Club to come back? 
Wouldn't it be too small? <laughs> no, because it's in the same movie that they introduced it. <laughs> That's the fucking trilogy. Oh, and we've killed Seth. <laughs> yeah, oh man. But like, uh, so the the script and tone. Here's the biggest problem I have with this movie. This is this is Lawrence Kasdan. Okay, this is Lawrence Kasdan. He's Empire perfect. Strikes Back himself. In, Empire Strikes Back, Return of the Jedi, Force Awakens. I mean. This guy, him and his son, um, wrote Solo. Yeah. So if there's any... And Indiana, Indiana Jones, mm-hmm. Lawrence Kasdan, okay? Mm-hmm. So All of them? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I think he wrote, at least, yeah, he wrote Raiders. At least Raiders, Raiders, yeah. Raiders. Might have done all three. But anyway, this guy understands... All three. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I know you like that. <laughs> all th- yes, all three. All three. <laughs> the last one. But <laughs> Great King of the Crystal. Anyway, um, this guy should get, you know, like Han Solo. And I think he does for the most part. He should get, you know, that adventure spirit. And everybody sold this, especially Kasdan um, and his son. They really sold this as a gritty space western. You know, and I think you said you you saw some Indiana Jones in this, Matt. Um, a little bit of the vibe. I mean, like, I mentioned the trust no one angle. That's a theme from uh, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, very much so. Um, but also, you know, the little nods to Crystal Skull and, like, to the shrunken heads kind of looked Indiana Jones-ish. Oh. But um, overall tone, though, overall tone, I didn't feel Indiana Jones. I, I didn't did feel, feel classic Star Wars, especially during the Kessel you Run. You did? Yeah, I mean... the See, ca- I did Well, yeah, I mean, especially the callbacks to the initial um, TIE Fighter battle in A New Hope. There is very much vibes of that. I mean, especially yeah. with Beckett taking over the Luke Skywalker role, essentially, in that. So I felt enough of a Star Wars, old school Star Wars vibe uh, at certain points. My my biggest issue when you're talking about just this screenplay here, mm-hmm. um, you know, take uh, just it, it's a very basic western. It's a very basic crime film. Everything was very safe, which I'm in a way I, I'm, I'm okay with it because Last Jedi was so crazy in yes. certain areas that it was nice to have something safe. But I I, I felt that Solo was. Very safe across the board as when it's like you and I could we could probably write solo in a fucking day. Yeah. I really do believe that with his interactions with Kira, a, a very quick escape from Corellia, uh, running into Proxima real quick. Mm-hmm. Infus Ness is a woman who's helping the rebellion. It, it, mm-hmm. it feels like a quick uh, Clone Wars show. I felt like everything was so thin. Every interaction, pretty much every character. I got some of the stuff I wanted from you know Han Solo and Chewie, but most of that was just some fills. You know, seeing those two characters together and having some charisma on screen. But actual plot, you know, the, the, the taking the train, the heist, everything from beginning to end seems so basic. If this was just a Western we were watching on TV, if this was just some kind of crime film, we wouldn't give a shit. Hmm. It's just because of that aesthetic that's on top of it. But I felt everything was just so basic. Probably one of the most, probably the most basic Star Wars film out of all ten films. Uh, I would say that... So the surprises for me were like the deaths, like I was talking about earlier. So that wasn't really basic. I do agree that like which deaths? Yeah, like the um, like Rio and Val and even L three. Yeah, that was like so quick. It was like no, there's yeah. no character depth there. Let's just get them off the screen. There was like paper thin yeah. characters. And I will agree that some of the dialogue definitely felt flat. Um, some of it did feel like snappy Casden uh, dialogue, like I've heard in other movies. But a lot of it did feel flat. Um, and just some of the uh, character archetypes were pretty basic. I mean, like you, I was a little wanting a lot more, but I th- feel that I got a lot more out of it than I was expecting. So overall, I left pretty satisfied. Were you happy with this story, Seth? It was okay. Again, mm-hmm. it was a glorified episode of Rebels. 
Yeah, the long episode of Rebels. The long episode of Rebels. Yeah. Is that what you want when you're waiting a year and a half for a movie to come out? You know, by the way, this is the last movie for a year and a half, Star Wars movie. The last next yeah. movie is Christmas um, 2019. So this is the longest we've waited for a couple years. So about a year and a half. We have some other cool stuff in between there, just not... Yeah, no movies. Star no Star, yeah, no Star Wars movies. Yeah. Um, so you were, you're just okay with it? Yeah, it was just all right. I mean, yeah, I put it in the seven spot. Yeah. <laughs> right there it with you. It wasn't that great. Yeah, but there was some when it when it when it was firing, it was firing on all cylinders. But a lot of it was kind of bland. Again, I really didn't like the first act of this movie. No. Yeah. No, I uh, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I think that Clone Wars and Rebels, uh, the cartoons, fill a very very cool niche for Star Wars. I suggest everyone who hasn't seen it should. And the fact that, yeah, you know, I didn't think about it. It, it does feel kind of like a, an extended, rebel, like a like a made for screen rebels movie. Mm-hmm. But how many how many of those rebels or Clone Wars are, are like you're like you have to watch this. This is premier Clone Wars shit. How many episodes out of six seasons? Right, twenty or thirty. Was this one of those premiere episodes? Yeah. See, it, that's where I disagree. I think this would be That's the thing, is I think that this this is a, a really solid Star Wars good guy versus bad guy with some screw in the middle. Uh, it's a it's a heist movie gone wrong. And I was fine with it. I don't want my, my, my Star Wars spinoffs just to start becoming uh, good, good episodes of Rebels. Like, I want them to actually take some time. And you know what? I'm going to say this real quick. You know Lord Miller... But they got fired. I don't want Ace Ventura in space. I don't want that at all. Okay, yeah. bringing in Journeyman Rod Howard probably a good idea to to fix some things. But I can completely see why now. I would love to hear Lord Miller talk about some of the things that they were trying to do because I bet Lord Miller. I, I bet you they looked at this Lawrence Kasdan script and was like, "We have to do something here because this is so so basic." Linear, yeah. I bet you they were trying to just put some. Some, something in, in, in certain parts of this movie to bring it alive to, to make it pop in some areas because I bet you after they started looking at this they're like this is so basic I would love to to learn more about that to see if that was really what they were doing because they did not stick to the Lawrence Kasdan script and that's when Kathleen Kennedy came in and was like no we, we're adhering to this I don't know what you guys are doing not supporting what they were going to do hard telling if they are turning it into too, too crazy but I can totally see why they would want to turn up the volume a little bit in certain areas because it was so basic Thoughts on that? Uh, no, I was fine with it. I've, um, yeah, I mean, I, I enjoyed this a lot more. I feel than um, Rogue One. I thought the characters were had a lot more life to them. I thought the cast chemistry was a bit better. I just, I mean, it's a much more fun film. So, I mean, if you're going to a film for entertainment value alone, I think this is your better bet than say something like a Rogue One. If you're going at maybe for more like, of course, a serious story because that's what Rogue One was. But I just overall had a lot of fun with this movie. I did like the cinematography too, especially for a ten month turnaround. Ron Howard yeah. coming in. Bradford yeah. Young mm-hmm. shot this movie. Who shot Arrival? Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Arrival fan, but Arrival looks amazing. So Bradford Young did, I think, some amazing work on this. Does look great. Yeah. Do you think more people who hated Last Jedi then will or or disliked? I should say. Last Jedi yes. will like Solo more. I think because they'll because feel safer they, because they did take the safe Star Wars route. Mm-hmm. This feels like a Star Wars story, and a lot, Last Jedi in a lot of places really did not, and that's what pissed off a lot of people is that it, they were like, "This isn't Star Wars. This is some other thing that you've jam packed into my saga." And I think that Solo is going to come off as you know. I know you say that you know, it's kind of a plain safe storyline, but if you look at things like New Hope, 
Also, crazy safe. I mean, it's... I don't know about that. Yo, it's a linear storyline. But it's, it's the classic um, hero's journey done, done to perfection. And that's I don't think there's is. even a better hero's... I would, there's no... There's no heroes. There's no end to his journey here. We're still well on because it. this this is the beginning of his journey. But you, but I, I don't know. I, I would not compare Solo to Skywalker on a hero's journey aspect. I think New Hope's a, and when you're talking locations, villain setup, things like that, I think New Hope crushes fucking Solo for sure. You take taking key elements for sure, man. Um, yeah, I, that's what that's my opinion anyway. Um, real quick, guys, pros and cons. Anything I didn't bring up? Scenes. Um, Things that you liked about this movie, characters, anything that I didn't bring up, Matt? I think we pretty much covered everything. Uh, can't, I mean, I guess if I should say my favorite scene, probably, as I mentioned uh, earlier, um, was the Kessel Run scene, just because it was running a mile a minute action packed. Um, you got a lot of great character moments, you got a lot of great action, great music, just firing in all cylinders. Uh, even though you know they're going to make it alive, you're still wondering, oh, are they going to make this out of this alive? And you know what that reminded me yeah. of that big monster chasing him. Yeah. It was I, maybe. <laughs> no, was it the? It reminded me of Phantom Menace when they're underwater. A little, oh, a little, the, yeah. I mean, the design work was pretty similar. Pretty similar, yeah. yeah. I like that its skin got ripped off before, yeah. <laughs> before the rest of it got sucked into yeah. that maw. Like, dang, it's brutal. Pros, cons, scenes, anything that you want to talk that about? That was kind of cool that Woody Harrelson wore the Lando helmet from Revenge mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that was awesome. Jedi that was cool. The, mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Gift guard yeah, costumes. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Um... I liked it. Anything else that you can remember that stands out or, or you didn't care for? Nothing really. Like, I mean, again, I thought that they they nailed the Han-Lando relationship, but I think that was the, the big thing that they needed to nail. And, uh... And yeah. For, yeah, for me, my big my big one was the Han and Chewie. Yeah. Han no, and Chewie and I was going to well. say that, too, that I, I would have liked a little bit more, too, like, life debt, that I thought that his family would come into it. A yeah, I really more. thought but so, too. You know, that's here or there. Yeah. Maybe in the next one. I, I would watch a solo, too. I yeah, would watch one. I and probably, I would be excited about it, you know, based off, you know... What so, we saw in this one. Yeah, exactly. This is a good... This was a good first outing. Yeah. Show me something. Though. Yeah, which is weird yeah. place for Star Wars movies because we don't know with the spinoff films yeah. if we're going to get twos or threes. When we go watch an Ant Man or a Thor, or an Aquaman or anything, we know there's more. Then coming. We know they're doing a fucking trilogy, so you're going to spend more time with that character, and it sucks because I are we are we going to spend more time with with Young Solo? I don't know. It just mm-hmm. depends because there's so many ideas in the uh, in the Disney wheelhouse right now. I don't yeah. know if we're going to get it. What yeah. do you think? Pros cons? Anything you want to bring up? Uh, Chewie was probably a highlight. Uh, seeing a seeing a Wookiee be a Wookiee was amazing. Uh, I liked that the because that's one of the things I've been saying since the very beginning when the commercial started running is that I didn't care for the pristine look of the Falcon. Also, I, I was like, why is it a different shape? What? Why? Why is the front end different? I love that over the course of the movie we transform it <laughs> into a piece of shit. Transforming is a very nice word. It will be, we, we we get to see it turn into the Falcon that we know. I'm yeah. kind of sad that the whole them dumping the uh, um, the escape pod from the front. Mm-hmm. That I wish that that was cooler. But it is another New Hope flash or throwback yeah. where they're like, oh, the escape pods seem to be jettisoned or whatever. <laughs> that's that's yeah. kind of cool, I guess, but still. And this yeah. is the first movie without C-3PO and R2-D2, isn't that's it? True. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's kind of sad. I mean, I, I, I get it. You know, um, I was waiting for R2 to be in the droid be, revolution. I haven't so thought about the timeline exactly hard. where they would be. It would but. be hard to jam-pack them in there unless they were 
part of the droid revolution. And you would just have you would just, you would just have to copy Rogue One again, right? Where they just look up to the sky. Yeah. Yeah, like I just I I don't I couldn't like it, going back and looking at the movie. Don't I don't you want know them where, looking at the Millennium Falcon? I don't know how you could, across I don't sky? know how you could just <laughs> shove them in. No, that'd be yeah, that'd like, be so small thinking again. <laughs> the Falcon was almost like its own character. Darth Maul's gonna cool. buy him. Yeah. Darth Maul's gonna buy him for like three years, and that's how they get on the on the Jawa. Sand was like Darth Maul. After he dies, they just run off into the desert and they put him on the fucking sand crawler. But, but that's that's not what happens. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So last thing I want to to bring up before we close out, guys. So this is four movies in now. The mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy regime, yeah. if you would. Um, yeah. <laughs> let's, let's call it a regime. Four movies in. We have uh, Force Awakens, Rogue One, Last Jedi, Han Solo. All right. Are you happy with where Kathleen Kennedy is taking one of our favorite franchises? Overall, I'm happy. Like, a, I'm a bigger fan than Last Jedi than a lot of other people. I mean, I appreciate the risk that Rian Johnson took. I understand why a lot of people are angry about him, but I like the experimentation, at least. I mean, I can also see how they've written themselves into a corner for Episode Nine and how J.J. Abrams basically has to... Get, somehow get him out of that. Um, yeah, I, I can see him doing it, Is he going to take though? his mystery box that Ryan Johnson shit in? Yeah. Is he going to dump that out, okay, yeah. and put a lot of more surprises in the in the mystery box? Or is he going to shit on top of Ryan Johnson's shit? I don't know. I, I think I'll be fine. I have confidence in him. <laughs> um, I, I, I don't know exactly how they're going to do it. I can, I can imagine ways of doing it. I mean, like Leia and... Um, and Ray and uh, Poe and uh, Finn—they're not the only rebels out there. They can reach across to other people. I'm—I'm th- I'm, I'm thinking that's probably the route they're going to have to go. Otherwise, yeah, they're—they're they're all fucked. But um, yeah. And uh, these standalones, I felt, have been pretty good as well. Uh, I do think that the scripts need a lot more life in them. Um, so I think that needs to start at the development stage, actually getting better writing in there, um, more inventive, more lively writing instead of just playing it safe. But um, I think satisfied then. Yeah, overall I'm satisfied. I think they could just get better though. Yeah, for, there's always room for improvement. For me, um, we have a year and a half. Uh, before we have um, the the last installment of the new saga, mm-hmm. okay, um, so it's going to be at least what two two and a half years before our next spinoff film. Mm-hmm. Um, I love going to watch a new Star Wars movie in the, in the theater. Okay, love it. It's one of my favorite things to do. Favorite thing to talk about. Yeah. Um, I'm glad we have two two and a half years before our next spinoff film, whatever that is, whether it be Boba Fett or Obi Wan, because I think with Last Jedi and with Han Solo, just you know, it hasn't been a disaster for reviews across the board. People, whether it's at our table, IGN, Rotten Tomatoes, but it's all been a lot of it has been pretty average. It's a fun time. I don't want that. I want to get back to fucking awesome, goddamn Star Wars movies. So right. I'm actually glad we're taking a year and a half um, before we see the next installment of, or, of the saga, and even longer before we get to a Boba Fett or Obi Wan. Mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy, I'm not for sure, man. If she needs to be fired, or if she just needs to tighten up her ship. Mm-hmm. Okay, but uh, at least right now, everything's kind of just safe, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I like—I don't want to see them take chances. We know what happens when they do. Mm-hmm. We get Last Jedi, 
but I, I I don't think it's it's that's what I want. I want I want them to work harder at tapping into that magic, which is hard. Yeah. yeah. Which is hard, but it's possible. And I think some of that starts with creature designs and mm-hmm. and story hooks and shit like that. You know, um, the Rathtar and the Bogolgis and the Silipi, the Caterpillar Proxima thing, right? Yeah. I think some of that starts with you know get that's tapping into that kind of magic first. You know, give it some more practical effects, things like that. Um, so I don't know. I, I really hope that they look at uh, Han Solo being average, which I don't think is a completely bad thing, guys. I think that they can learn a lot off that, maybe grow upon that, and, and maybe get us a sequel. So mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy, I, I don't know. She's. We'll see what happens. Um, I think Star Wars does need to come up a little bit, though. What do you think, Seth? She aight. Yeah? Yeah, but just aight. <laughs> just aight. <laughs> yeah, that's about it. She's okay. Would you want to see someone take over for her? Or? I mean, I don't know. I mean, at this point, I'm a little like, at least let her finish the trilogy, and then I'm not sure. I don't need a Star Wars movie every single year, though. Mm-hmm. I'm not that guy. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm just curious to see where it goes after this, because I don't know if I even want three Han Solo movies. That's kind of, that seems crazy. Han gets his own trilogy? Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we really need that? But I well, yeah, know. at this point, I think we do because I want to know more about him. I think that's the only thing that's going to make him more interesting and yeah. potentially make this one a little bit better. Anyway, what do you think? She's doing okay. Uh, I mean, I see some themes that she's pretty heavy-handed with. Uh, yeah, for sure. But aside from that, I'm with Seth. Let her finish out on Ep9 and then maybe have some of these standalone movies uh, be headlined up by other people. Yeah. I'm curious to see where they all go, man. So, all right, guys. Uh, this is opening night, so we're just going to skip announcements. Uh, but stay tuned for some exciting content in the coming weeks. Um, I got an awesome interview on the horizon, guys. Jeff Dowd. Um, he's the real dude. He's the big Lebowski. And it was so fucking badass. I got out of Deadpool 2, and um, my, my email went off. And he was like, because uh, I asked him if he wanted to do an interview, and he was like, yeah, let's do this. Call me. Boom. Gave me his cell number, right? And then he goes, the dude abides. I'm like, nah. that's bitching. I want to just awesome. print that off and put it on the wall. So um, I, I messaged him yesterday. I texted him yesterday. I was like, hey, wait, yeah, let's make this happen. I'll call you tomorrow um, on Friday and we'll mm-hmm. set this up. So hopefully next week I'll be talking to the dude. That's awesome. I'm like, that's fucking awesome. So um, I hope everyone enjoyed tonight's conversation. Matt, where can they find you? Well, before that, are you going to score this? Oh, good call. Yeah, thank you. Um, being my wingman tonight, you're my Chewy. Yeah, <laughs> I appreciate um, that. Ah, shit. I know mine. If you you have to think about it. Yeah, go ahead. All right, I'm gonna give it a 3.75 out of five. I liked it a little bit more than I thought it was going to, especially by the end of the film. Risky. And well, when we get these uh, setups for uh, the potential next film, I do really want to see where these story threads go. Especially if you're going to introduce Darth Maul as this big new bad. 2.5. Let's see where we go with it. So, uh, off to you. Three. Okay. I'm going to echo Seth. Um, I think it's safe. I think it's very average, just movie in general across the board with some really cool Star Wars shit that I really like, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, If this wasn't a Star Wars movie, man, I probably wouldn't even go watch it again. If it just was a train fucking Western movie, it would be, I'm like, what the fuck is this? This is bullshit. Um, but there are those key ingredients as a Star Wars fan. I can see someone not liking Star Wars going into this and being like, what the fuck is everybody so, why does everybody love Star Wars so much? It's very basic here, you know? Um, will I go see it again? I'm not, this might be the first Star Wars movie 
Well, I'm fucking, I'm kidding myself. I'll go see it again. <laughs> um, but I'm not as excited to go see it on, for a second view. Are you going to go see it again, Seth? I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. I never know anymore. I can, <laughs> that sucks, I can do it? the things I like. <laughs> it's just so dark. It's a miracle. That very, I'm here. very safe, very average. It's a miracle that I'm here. Very safe, very, <laughs> very average, average. I'm going three out of five. Where are you going? Uh, solid four. Solid four. So yeah. you're going great. I liked it. I liked it a lot. Oh, wow. uh, that, like I said, well, it is in your top five. So it, yeah, I dug the shit out of it. Um, I know a lot of that's nostalgia glasses. You know, a lot of that is you know getting to see how Han became Han and how Han met up with Chewie, and you know a lot of that is you know where that comes from. But that's you didn't get that nostalgia feeling with Last Jedi as much. Not even remotely. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Porgs, man. Yeah. Fucking. <laughs> All right, Matt. Where can they find you? You can find me on the Facebook group and Adventures in Video Land. You can find me on Twitter at travelinmatt seventy seven. You can find me on WordPress, and you can find me on Goodreads. When's your new book coming out? You haven't plugged that for a while. Pretty soon. I'm in the editing stage right now. Then it goes to page design, cover design, and finally gets published. I'm looking at a timeline of a probably end of August. Oh, Hopefully awesome. end of August, early September. Is your second or third? It's my third. Third. First one actually being published by like a kind of semi-major publisher. I mean, it's called publishers called Page Publishing, but I mean, they have like at least... Uh, good marketing promotion behind them so hopefully a lot more people read this nice. than the other ones if you want That's me to draw your cover let me know uh, i already got a cover but thank you for yeah. the offer no it's thank fine you all right <laughs> i'm seth you can find me on the facebook uh... <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> hey you're always free to draw like art based on it oh, i'm not okay. gonna stop you matt you. i'm just gonna throw this out there yeah. if you would like me to draw okay a cover for you yeah <laughs> I will. All right. As long as it's not yeah. a bunch of dicks. Well, fine. Well, you're you're out. <laughs> you're out of luck. <laughs> you're out of luck. I'm redoing all your characters, but they're all going to be dicks. They're all going to be dicks. <laughs> yep. Um, I'm Seth. You can find me on the Facebook page. You can find me on Twitter, at Laird Geek, L-A-R-D-G-E-K. I also started an Instagram <gasps> under the same oh, name. Oh, really? All it is is just my action figure photography, because I've decided that I'm going to try and do that. Mm-hmm. So... There's that. Um, I'm on the PSN network. It's slick underscore Randy. Mm-hmm. That's all the places. Remind me. Is that your name? Slick Randy? Um, it's like my dark Remi- side. Remind me after this podcast, I have some toys that I want you to take a picture of for your web, your, your page. Okay? Okay. Right. Any of them sex bots? Are they dicks? No. They're just, <laughs> I have this Barbie doll collection, that, that, but they don't have any clothes on. I'm curious <laughs> what that would look like with your filters. <laughs> I see. Where can they find anyway. you? <laughs> uh, at Brian CP Steele on uh, Twitter and uh, also the Facebook page, AV other uh, AV page. Uh, my own Facebook's pretty open, so that's how you would find me. Right on, brother. Rapid fire, Seth. You can find us on adventuresinvideoland.com. Yes, you can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter at Videolanders. You can find us on Tumblr. I mean, we're everywhere. You can find us on our uh, website that you two work so hard on. Yeah, plug Matt. Matt, find, do, oh my God. The shit that he finds that I fucked up a year ago, six months ago, I'm just like, holy shit, I did that? I said that? No one's caught this? But yeah, Matt finds all of that stuff. And yeah, good job, Matt. You're very welcome. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, guys, remember, stay healthy so you can live longer, so you can watch more Star Wars stories. You've been listening to Criticism in its finest hour. Until next time, my good people. May the Force be with you. Stay adventuring. (laughs) Boom. May the Force be with you. Fuck all.